0: going on everybody first and foremost thank you all for sticking with us through this i mean it's been like almost three months since we did a podcast and uh that wasn't expected it wasn't planned it was just something that life happened and uh, if you want to know more about exactly what happened to both jeremy and i and it it wasn't something that happened to both of us together it happened to us separately actually several things happened to both of us over the course of three months just back to back to back so if you want to know more about that uh, the most recent friday night live hangout we did over on the youtube channel you can go watch that we go into a little more depth not a whole lot of depth but that's that's what that Friday night live hangout was about but this episode is about trucks and we originally well okay you guys you guys know I try to come into these things with with a topic and an idea and something to talk about and Jeremy is the antithesis of that so we tried to talk about trucks and uh, we did talk about it for a little bit but the the idea that I had coming into this was talking about trucks and why everybody should have one And what we had, and what we want, and, uh, you know, we kind of touched on it maybe a few times, and then we went to cigars and whiskey. So, you know, welcome to Whiskey Knife Fight. (laughs) Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. I'm glad to be back. Jeremy is also glad to be back. So just pour yourself a very tall one, sit back, and enjoy Whiskey Knife Fight, episode 12. (laughs)
1: learn how to play that guitar riff
0: that's what i said when we were here last week i said that you should learn how to play it and then you play it for the intro instead of us i think that that
1: would be good because i always you had that (laughs) that one time i was like (laughs) you put it at the end of the podcast
0: (laughs) yeah because we're muted to everybody else while that little intro plays but I still have your recordings for whatever you're doing in that one minute. Usually I'm
1: going.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It has been a long time. I mean, we, you guys, some of you, most of you were here probably Friday night, but I mean, since we did an actual recorded podcast, it's
1: been a good minute. I think it's. Since December, yeah, I want to say it's probably th- because I think the last podcast we or the last live stream podcast, whatever the fuck you want to call what we do, I think it was a, a hangout, right? Wasn't the last one a Friday night hangout? I so. so I mean, if you're going off technically the podcast, probably. it was even the week before that. So, yeah, Thanksgiving, I mean, a long yeah, long time ago. I tell you what, and I had to go down and get the old cortada. I was, I was like, I got the whiskey lined up for tonight. I was sitting here waiting to start, and I had everything set up, and I'm like, oh fuck. I am surprisingly tired already, and we got a few hours. I can't be droggy during this thing, man. So That was me last week. I'm starting off Uh, with a, you got to take the uppers before you take the downers. That's how it works.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last week, I got here at the office at 8, but I was on four hours of sleep, and I was still here. I'd never left until we did the live stream, and then I I didn't leave the office until 1 a.m. So, I was here from... 8 a.m. to Oof. 1 a.m. It was a long Dude, day. I, I, but before we go any further, I got I gotta get I gotta clear the air clear on the this. Air. Clear air. Okay, clear it. I have to clear the air. Friday, you were telling me that the Encosi was oh, built different. See, this isn't clear in the air. Spidey this is clear in the air. And you can't flick it open. This it's isn't different. clear in the air. It's different. This is
1: subterfuge. Okay, because you have a mini, a little bitty one. This doesn't count. This is this is totally different. My it, it, my eight year old daughter could flick that thing open.
0: It's <laughs> apparently not, and apparently you I can't, can't flick, either because I the Ankozi Big
1: Daddy, not that little mini ass thing you flicked all proudly like you did something with that one and a half inch blade. Come on, man! Yeah, look, look at, at that. that. Look how small that thing is. Every Chris Reeve
0: knife that I've ever tried, I can. do I it I can too.
1: flick this one open too, but it just it just requires. You, it's a just ever oh. so slight wrist flick. I, I guarantee, guarantee you. One, see, you, you... Little...
0: I guarantee you that this one here, the on is harder to flick than the Nkosi. Guaranteed, it no goes, question.
1: Right? You can if you really put your thumb behind it, it goes. But my point is, it doesn't flick like a knife that like has a hard detent. Oh, now you're walking no, it I'm back. No, not walking it back. I'm just saying it has a different. They say the way these bushings are made, they're made differently. Chris Reeves says that motherfucker, not me. Okay. So talk to the guy that makes the yeah. knife. You can also front flip
0: it. No, you I can front flip, flip front. it. No. Yeah. There you go. I think that yeah. is case closed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Somebody needs to get Jeremy away to work. Out let me speakers. ask you something. You, ever, you got some weak baby something. hands. Have you
1: ever done pull-ups with the the, the where you don't use a bar, there's these big metal balls that you grab a hold of for for grip strength and you do pull-ups with them? Okay. No, um, I have not. I can do a bunch of pull-ups with those. So, I, when you come over, I'm going to have you jump up there and let's see who's got better grip strength.
0: I'm not talking about <laughs> grip strength. I'm talking about the build <laughs> of the Nkosi.
1: You said I had baby hands, bitch. That was your exact words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, if you can't flick the encosi without having to give it a little wrist action, then. It really
1: isn't a strength thing because it's that it opens, the detent isn't very strong, and there's like a weird amount of resistance. So, it it just does that, right? It's not like it's a hard time getting it open. It pops right open, but then it just does that and stops.
0: See? Well, this one did it when I first got it, but it took... It took about three months to get this thing really And it, it may
1: be that this, you know, because I have not, I've only got this at Christmas, and I didn't carry it much because then I got that ProTec right after and I fell in love with that thing, and honestly, that pro has been in my pocket for like a month. But see, it just, it, it, and the reason I say that is because I was about to send it back, and the reason I say it was built different is I was about to send it back when I got it because I thought, well, that's weird. This thing, something's wrong. Right, because I thought maybe the detent wasn't machined quite right or something like you know what I mean. I was like, that's just strange, right? So I started doing some research, and then on the Chris Reeve site and on um, YouTube and stuff, they were talking about how because of the washers, it was actually made different than the rest of the Chris Reeve knives, and it wasn't really meant to do that. So that's where I got that from.
0: Well, they say right, but they say the same thing about the Sabenza that it's not supposed to be flicked.
1: But this, this, there's like I don't know if you can see. Supposedly, this one has the yep. biggest phosphor bronze. I yeah, mean, you could, they actually st- go out to the edge of the scale. They're fucking huge.
0: Yeah, they 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 match the shape. Right, of the and scale. then they've got huge
1: holes yeah. in them for like. Yeah, it's a lo- it's a lovely speed. knife, though, dude. It's they're a lovely. Holes. You you.
0: I just wanted to clear I, the
1: air. You didn't. But you didn't we clear have shit. We have another. We have dispute. another dispute. This is gonna. This is why this is called a whiskey we, knife fight because we're always fighting about something. <laughs>
2: Seriously,
0: seriously, we fight more than I think we fight with our respective.
1: Dude, I others. told you, I told you, you are my <laughs> internet wife. <laughs> Wait, why do I have okay, to be Okay, you're your my wife? internet partner, or internet, what's the word, uh, life partner. Oh, oh. Hey, man, we're equal opportunity around here. I ain't judging nobody. I ain't <laughs> judging nobody for their preferences. <laughs> Unless they're unless vegan, they're right? vegan or they drink Truly, and then they can suck
0: a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so can I? Can I just say the one thing I meant to do before I came back to the office? I meant to go by the store because Jeremy sent me this sweet. Well, Chad, because we know Jeremy can't ship shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chad sent me some sweet merchandise here. Little flask in a...
1: Is that the first tumbler, tumbler you and, got? Uh, you never got one the first time around when we... God, Jesus no. Christ, dude. That's, that's ridiculous. How, how's that tumbler there? That's, that's a heavy bitch, isn't it?
0: This thing is easily the nicest whiskey glass I've ever had, for sure. Like, no I mean, question dude, about it. It's the perfect and, size, and it feels like you could... That's what I was about to say. And if, if you're like, get, if somebody yes. breaks into
1: your joint while you're drinking a whiskey, <laughs> you could just be like, whack, and just bludgeon them in the head with it, and that thing would make it through. <laughs>
0: But I, I meant to do it this week, but I, I am promising you guys here right now. Next week, I am going to keep this whiskey flask full of truly. I'm going to pour boiler. cans you, into the flask and drink from see, the flask. You mentioned it
1: today in a text message, and I said, "Bitch, I will never send you another piece of merch <laughs> in your life." Well, <laughs> the the reason I don't take
0: that, for I've got, I've got, got pull Chad, is that. You haven't sent me anything,
1: Chad. I've got sent pull. It. I could be like Chad. He, he's gonna he's gonna fuck up the sales of our merch because he's discri- he's just sacrilege going on. No, I'm just kidding. If you, you want to drink, okay. Tr- So
0: to be fair, to be fair, if I'm showing people that they can drink truly out of this, I am
1: at least quadrupling <laughs> Here, your sales. I actually joke around. I think we should on a podcast get all the flavors of Truly <laughs> and try, or or, or oh maybe we God. should we should compare. White Claw to Truly to, uh, I'm sure fucking other companies have their versions of that shit. You know what? We should
0: blind test the best yeah, seltzers. Just
1: just, just as a joke, <laughs> I guarantee they all taste like shit. I mean, I say they taste like shit. They're not great. I say they, they're probably good. They just probably taste like, okay, here's the thing. Do they taste anything like, what's that shit that people drink? The, the water drink that everybody drinks. No, my wife actually has a 12-pack of those in our refrigerator right now. Those are almost uh, good. Those are...
0: Almost b- good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, bubbly, there's Perrier, LaCroix. there's LaCroix.
1: LaCroix is the worst shit I've ever had in my life. LaCroix reminds me... like <laughs> I tried like a... I think it was like an orange or a lemon. And it reminded me of somebody ate a lemon and then farted over a water cup. Like, it has like the faintest... Like, why bother? Just make it fucking water. It doesn't taste like anything. So, so the
0: the difference in, in, like, truly and me drinking beer or whiskey, if I'm drinking beer or whiskey, I'm in, I'm drinking it to enjoy it, right? And I don't normally drink to get drunk. I don't think I've ever really drank to get drunk. But that's really why those things exist. You don't drink them because they taste but it, good.
1: But all, but that but that all that like seltzer water, right? Not even the, the alcohol stuff. Just like all the bubbly oh, yeah. waters, like just don't like it.
0: I mean, it I drink just,
1: them. Like
0: these, these are not. I think
1: Alex's just dr- people drink Lacroix to seem fancy because it tastes like shit.
0: It seriously. I drink it because I I do go through a lot uh-huh. of water. I drink a couple of these a day, or at least uh-huh. I try to. But sometimes I just just get bored of plain water, and I've already had too much coffee, and I don't like right. soda.
1: I get that. I get that. But you,
0: so that's I, I want a little bit of carbonation without like eight, 80 grams. Well, you of know sugar. what I do
1: like, strangely enough, and this might even be more bougie than Lacroix, but I actually do like it. Unlike Lacroix, which tastes like somebody drank a Sprite and then burped in my mouth. Like that's what Lacroix reminds me of. Um, is uh, what's the, the 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 Italian Pellegrino right? Pellegrino. Pellegrino Pellegrino. and then like put a, like a squeeze of lemon in it or a lime or a lemon and lime, you know, whatever that's good. Right. That just tastes like refreshing and good. LaCroix just tastes, like I said, it it has like, it was like the hints of something that might have been like, like they use
0: what I used to do. What I used to do was keep a 20 ounce bottle. So I'd go get a LaCroix or not a LaCroix, but like a Mm -hmm. Perrier in a 20 ounce bottle or something. And then on my old channel, I had a video where I showed how to make your own seltzer water without having to go buy a soda stream or something. And I would literally just fill that with water, hook it up to the CO two tank, yeah. shake it up, right. and I had just plain yeah. seltzer water like like that. I mean most yeah.
1: of the day I just drink water, man. I just keep my yeti I keep my yeti yeah. full of water and I just drink but I do get the like wanting a little something different occasionally, just especially like when I'm eating food. When I'm eating food, I like to have yeah. a little something different. But like LaCroix, man. I seriously think what they do at Lacroix is they don't actually have any kind of flavorings. They buy like old soda cans, like used to have Sprite in it, and then they just fill it with seltzer water because it, it's like a ghost of something that used to be good. You know what I mean? It's like the most useless shit ever. I think people just drink it to be bougie. <laughs> okay, before now we I'm go any further, a shot right now, bitches. So it's going to be live tonight.
2: <laughs> great, yeah.
0: <laughs> great, great. First one back. Uh, what's in your pocket? Everybody knows you know what what's I, in my what pocket because it's barely changed.
1: Oh, see. Oh, you're in cozy. Hey, you fucked up your flip yes, you. last week too, ho. You uh, did. Uh, I remember. My.
0: The old The old Zahn is in my pocket, so I have a Chris Reeve. Oh, dude, we're Zahn. All Chris tonight, For those huh? of you, we are. And uh, I can't focus for some reason. And those people listening. The audio podcast Jeremy has a Chris Reeve and with some, those are those are not micarta inlays. Those Ooh, are they are, they're naturally are they? the
1: micarta inlays. Yeah. Oh, they're micarta, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And on the, on the wrist, what do you got? What do you got can, going can for? You us see us the micarta, tonight?
1: Now? yes. Um, on the wrist, I always take it off because I figure it's easier to show it to the camera taking it off.
0: I mean, here I am taking mine off too. Oh. The old Tudor. The old
1: Tudor Black Bay.
0: Tudor, and I am wearing for... Actually, not the first time in a while. I've been wearing this a lot lately. The Marathon T-SAR. Actually, I was wearing this on Friday. I've been wearing it a actually, lot.
1: Actually, now I think about it, I've got a little bit of a bouge carry going today by accident. I've got a Tudor and a Chris Reeve knife. That's a bit bougie for me, but it's okay. You're.
0: Li- Is it? That's like the normal you know,
1: Uh though. Well, I do... Wear this tutor a lot, although I don't feel like tutors are bougie, right? I feel like it's like the affordable man's Rolex, right? It's a, it's still a five thousand dollars. It watch. is, but I,
0: but <laughs> affordable. You sound like Gear Patrol. No, now. but
1: what I'm saying is Gear
0: Patrol's like <laughs> get this amazing watch now more affordable, and I click it, and they're like it's now only twenty thousand dollars instead of twenty one, and I'm like,
1: who is that affordable no, to? Like, I, I, but I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Tudor kind of has a reputation of being like the working man's Rolex, right? Or no?
0: I don't know. I'm not a Rolex guy
1: because they're they're made by Rolex. They you know all the things, but it's I mean obviously there's not a Rolex at the five thousand dollar price point, or not even five. You can get for, a, you can get a two. You can get into Tudor for about thirty five hundred, right? I think
0: for a little bit less than what you paid for that watch, I got.
1: A new <laughs> <vehicle>. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, there, there's, there's, there's something to be said about that.
0: I was talking about like different ways I could have afforded that thing with some of my friends the other day. Like, I mean, it's not that much. I paid $4,000 for a Land Rover, uh, which I just uploaded a video over on the channel if you want to see that. But um, I was talking about, I was like, man, I could literally right now I'm driving in it and I'm like, I could sell the watch I have on my wrist. The knife and the pen, and I've covered, like, over three-quarters of the price of this car.
1: Well, well damn. I mean, you start getting into, like, some of the, I mean, fuck. I mean, not even getting into some of the crazy, just some of the Rolexes. Don't even get into some of, like, the, uh, what's the fucking one that I love? APs and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, APs, you could buy a fucking brand-new, fully-loaded Chevy Silverado macked out. You could just about buy a Raptor for some of the prices you could get on the MAPS. So, watches yep. get crazy, man. They get crazy.
0: And I'm glad I'm glad that you mentioned Raptor.
1: Hello. I love, I love Yeah.
0: Cuz today we're talking about trucks. Talking trucks. It, should we And <laughs> earlier today, Jeremy and I <laughs> Imagine that. Me and Taylor had it <laughs> We had I know this sounds crazy because we rarely ever disagree on any, anything. Jeremy and I always agree on everything. I feel like we always. agree on the
1: important shit. But, we, we, but, but, <laughs> like but watches, trucks, I, not like all this shit. We, cool. we,
0: we talked about what we were going to. Well, we, we decided what we were going to talk about this week earlier this week. And we, we decided we we're going to talk about trucks because Jeremy is planning on buying one. I bought one last year. And then this weekend, I bought a truck.
1: You, did, you didn't.
0: And you, you, Jeremy, Jeremy said, I, I told him I was going to go take some pictures for the thumbnail. And I sent him a whole bunch of pictures of my new Land Rover. And he's like, what's the, what, what's the name of the podcast? What's this episode again? And I said, Every dude should have a truck. And he's like, Why don't you send me a
1: picture of a truck? <laughs> well, and I'll be curious to see what the chat says because I, here's my thing about a truck. I'm not saying Land Rover's not awesome. I think it's an awesome vehicle. I've had several Jeeps. I think Jeeps are awesome. I think Broncos are awesome. I think a lot of these things are awesome. But they're not trucks. They're not a truck. And I said, if it doesn't have a bed, it's not a truck. And then you're like, well, what about a cargo van or a cargo uh, truck? Uh, right, a box truck. And and I I, I I sent you, then I sent you the definition of truck, and I rephrased. Okay, it, it ha- it's, has to have a cargo area, right? Like, it has to... It does in the back. I don't mean like a place to put your case of Truly. I mean like a place to haul like legit shit. Like you got to be able to fit a four wheeler in that motherfucker, right? Like if you can't, you could almost fit a four wheeler in that. Just saying,
0: I don't even know if I can fit a four wheeler in the bed of my. Oh, you can because
1: I can fit a four wheeler in my truck, and my truck is smaller than yours. Okay, tailgate has. to Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it depends on the four wheeler. My brother in law had a small like uh, a. What the hell was that thing? Like a blaster, That was like a rancher uh, three. It was like one of those smaller four wheelers, and I could fit it in my truck and, and barely put the. Now he couldn't because he had a, a toolbox in his truck, which pushed everything back. But in my truck, I don't have a toolbox. We could fit in. I had a foreman follow 450 with huge tires on it, and I couldn't fit that in there without the tailgate being down. But my, but my well, point is, in order to be a truck, right, it's it's got to it's it has to have the ability to haul shit. Like, you got to be able to go to the fucking thing and get a dump load of mulch put in the back of your car to bring home and do some shit. Or pick up, like, some sheets of plywood. You're, you're not doing that in land road, it's it's, a Land Rover, bro. It's not a truck. I mean, it's... It's on a truck well, frame. All SUV, A lot of SUVs are on truck so, frames. My wife's SUV is on a truck a, frame.
0: So, an SUV is basically like a subset of, right. of a truck.
1: I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I do think there is a...
0: But I don't feel right calling it, I can't just say... Going to go hop in the SUV. <laughs> so that's where this whole discussion actually started was after I bought it, I got home and I'm trying to figure out how to naturally like refer to it. And a lot of people call them discos. I, it doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to say Land Rover every single time. Rover is just, eh. so I was sitting there talking to Alex and I'm like, I am going to go drive the new truck. And she's like, that's not a truck. It's I'm like, it's, I mean, it's not. well, and she's like, is my Honda Pilot a truck? And I'm like, no. And she's like, then your Land Rover's not a truck. And I'm like, look, the Land Rover and the Honda Pilot are very different vehicles. So, whos a truck.
1: I may here's be it. on the losing side of the knife opening situation, but I'm not on the losing side of this one. Everybody in this motherfucker is like, that's not a truck. <laughs> <laughs> your your old lady is like, that's not a truck.
0: You know whose opinion that I would uh, hold over everyone else's here? Exactly. Zach. And I'm... Pretty sure Zach would call that a truck. I don't think he would, man. Just saying.
1: I, I mean, it's it's hard to call anything that, and because the the text I sent you joking around was I was like, no bed, no truck, end of story, full stop. And you're like,
0: well, really? He sends me screenshots of definitions <laughs> of a truck, and literally none of them say anything about a bed. <laughs> but and I'm like, doesn't say anything about a bed. It's a truck. My
1: theory was not though the, the the actual bed thing. It was that for the function of the bed, right? Meaning it's meant to haul stuff, right? It's meant to carry cargo of some nature um which is you know a truck but you've got a truck you've got an awesome truck i love your truck the other the other thing you have is not a truck
0: this guy knows what i'm talking about zach calls vans trucks well thank you chris clark i mean
1: he does get for the simple aspect of it's not a car right it's definitely not a car and saying suv is like so I get just for like simplicity of nomenclature, just calling it a truck. But in the real sense of the thing, it's not a truck, right? Um, sure, I like, hear you. Uh, but it's a like truck. My jeeps, I never called them trucks. I call, them, I just call them. You know that jeeps are a funny one, right? I guess because it's such a short word, jeep. That you, I just called it my jeep. I never said car or truck. I was always like, I'm going to jump in the jeep. Right. But it's
0: got an open bed, technically. Well, some of them do, right?
1: Some of the new ones are, and they had some of the older ones back in the day where they actually had, like, a little truck bed in the back of a Jeep.
0: So. And then a Broncos. It's got that shell, but you can take it off. So
1: can you call the Jeeps that have a truck bed a truck, but the Jeeps that don't have the truck bed a Jeep? (laughs) Or are they just all Jeeps? This is going to get very fucking convoluted.
0: (laughs) They're all trucks.
1: I can't go with you on that.
0: (laughs) But. There's a cutoff. There's a fine cutoff. Whenever they started looking like spaceships and getting all bubbly and...
1: Like know. my wife's car. Certainly not. She's got a Tahoe. S- Honda Pilot. A truck. I mean, a Tahoe is on the... Truck. If I'm not mistaken, is on the same chassis as my truck. If I'm not mistaken, a Tahoe and a, a Silverado are on the same chassis. Aren't they? Like a, a Tahoe, a, a Suburban, and a... Aren't they all on the same chassis?
0: I think so. And then you've got, like... Again, going back to the Honda Pilot, since that's what's relevant to me, they have the Honda Ridgeline. But if I'm going to be honest, the Ridgeline is not a truck.
1: (laughs) Hold on, on. so hold on, (laughs) a car that actually has—I was say, I was say—a vehicle that actually has a truck bed that is considered technically a truck. You say is not a truck, but I mean, have you seen
0: them? It's a Honda Pilot with a bed on it. It's not a fucking truck. (laughs) It's—it's like
1: (laughs) I agree. (laughs) That's—that's—that's sorry. it's the most gimped truck on yeah, the market. Like I agree. It's, it's not a truck. I agree. It's a it's it's a weird thing. Although, you know, that new uh, thing Elon Musk is doing is weird as fuck, but I would call that a truck. That thing's badass. Uh is it really a truck? Yeah, dude, though? it's got it's it's got a bed and it's even if I'm not mistaken, I thought I saw a video where it's got ramps that like automatically come out so you can load four wheelers and shit in the back of it. Mm. Like, that's some pimp ass yeah. shit, is what that is. So I mean for, yeah. for If you go back to the definition of its primary intent is to haul things, right? Or, you know, I mean, that shit can haul stuff. I think I saw them put full-size four-wheelers in there. That's so, true. I mean, true. I don't know. I think okay. it's crazy looking. It so looks like something from fucking cut- um, Tron.
0: So, uh, who's this guy? Let's get rid of him. That guy. Yeah. I was trying to... Thanks for moving, chat. Um, anyway, the reason that I think that this is really relevant is, uh, and I'm I'm just busting balls. I don't care if I call it a truck or I whatever. Know. I just don't know what to yeah. call it. Is basically what I'm getting at. But it's uh, a, um, I talked what to Zach. They, call
1: those they have a name week. for it, like an Overlander or something.
0: What? Well, yeah, but they they call them SUVs because oh, that's okay. what they are. That's a really good point. I mean, I know. I'm not supposed to be reading the chat, but I'm. You're the, the one that space. always
1: calls me on that. I don't care if you read the chat. I know. Table I
0: know, but Chad said, "What's an El Camino?" Then a It has an open yeah, bed, dude, but it's not really on a El truck. El Camino, frame.
1: And, and and that's where it goes down to. I do you guys didn't turn my table. Um,
2: and that's where it goes
1: into the. I mean, do you base a truck? I think what was the definition of truck? It was a, a, what was it? I probably still have it on my phone. It had a couple criteria. One of them being like being able to haul cargo, right? But I think the other one was like a large-bodied something or had some uh, heavy. Heavy Heavy was one of the heavy-bodied.
0: And hey, I'll tell you what—that
1: Land Rover for sure. But I don't think an El Camino would be right. (laughs) Like an El Camino is like a car chassis, so probably um, El Caminos are badass, though, man. I like it. I like an El El Camino.
0: Uh, but anyway, I was talking with Zach last week, and I don't know how much of this I should talk about because I think it'd be really cool to have some, like, look what we're doing. But at the same time, this is super relevant. Uh, he said he wants to road trip out here once things kind of calm down uh-huh. a little bit. And he wants to do a 72 hour build with me. So he's going to come here. We are going to stay up for days, buy like a geo tracker or something. And he said he wanted to do a series with me called Will It Truck? So convert like an SUV into a truck in 72 hours and just take it off road and, and see how it operates as a truck. This is a, a Zach idea. So it, I don't think it's fully fleshed out, but I'm mean, Zach has, um, Zach game. Has some crazy I'm game. Ideas.
1: And he's got some crazy builds I've seen him doing of like, like you said, like GeoMetros and shit that he puts on like monster truck tires and puts a V8 engine in them. <laughs> and you're like, what, and you're yeah, like, what was, the fuck is going on? It's like the Frankenstein car. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he also is one of the people that talked me into getting uh, this, this Land Rover. So, I like it, man.
1: I like it. Uh, oh, before we, we get into it.
0: He did, and Jay of Yellow Birch Outfitters is another who talked me into this. So here we go. Um,
1: what are you, before, because we kind of skipped over this. We normally do it at the beginning. We did our pocket dump. What are you, uh, what are you drinking tonight?
0: Well, first, it's in the old leaf and barrel you're, tumbler. You're a good man. Is.
1: You're a good man for for putting that on there.
0: And, uh, dude, I've actually had this a couple times now, and I'm really enjoying it. This is the Bullet Bourbon Single Barrel, picked by the local uh, bourbon club of Con. You know,
1: I don't think I've had the Bullet Single Barrel. Now, I know I wouldn't be able to have that particular one, because that's a, a pick by the... Right. But just in general, the Bullet Single Barrel, you know, you can get them that aren't store picks, or not club picks, or just the Bullet Single Barrel, and... Um, I think that's one that I haven't had. I've had the 10-year. I've had the rye. Uh, what's the other one they have? I think they have a barrel-proof. Uh, yeah. There's a few different ones. I think I've had just about all of them. Oh, 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 oh. oh.
0: Let me interrupt you for just inter- a second. got to okay. show you something. I don't know if I showed you earlier, but look ahead. at this.
1: What am I looking at?
0: Ah. Uh, do you so, see what this it's is? Beastie, it's a wee beastie. Mm-hmm sealed oh you found one i found a halfway decent liquor store what downside is so i actually in the vlog that i posted Uh just a little bit ago i went on a big detour i was going to just go get the title 10 minutes down the road uh for the land rover or get the title swapped and all that and uh my friend jordan is in my office and he's like let's go to Albemarle. And I'm like, why are we going to go to Albemarle? It's 30 minutes away. And he's like, they have this really cool military surplus thing. And they went, I think you should check it out. I'm like, I'm game. So we went there and Albemarle is where that, that ABC store that people in the chat for this Ah. podcast were telling me to go. So I was like, you know what? We'll make a day of it. And I went and they had a, an art bag that I'd never heard of. I sent you a picture of it. It was $300 for the bottle.
1: It had like a bunch of A's in it, right? But a B L A A A A. That must be their thing, like Ardbed Black. and Ardbeg. They they, they must be all about like dragging out the words on the on the special.
0: Yeah, but there there was a, a really good selection, and there were empty spots on the shelves where there were things that like they had a spot for Eagle Rare, which is, you know, it was empty, but they had a limit one per customer for Eagle Rare. I can't find it anywhere around here. I just had so, somebody
1: reach out to me on email. Some Eagle Rare rep or something said they wanted to do something and send me a bottle of Eagle Rare and do something with Eagle Rare. I don't. I didn't read the whole email because I was catching up on stuff. But I'll have to look back in that.
0: I'd love to try it again. Now <laughs> it's good after you know having tried so many different things. Eagle okay. Rare
1: taste. Anyway, no, I cut you fine. off what's in your glass uh, nothing yet but what i am going to crack into first i got two for the night because i usually get two because usually it takes me usually get more than one throughout the podcast uh, and i usually go ahead and set them aside so i don't have to get up and try to go back there but anyway first one i'm going to pour is going to be where's my focus point there it is well old Forester single barrel and this is a store pick right so uh it's not a club pick like yours but this is Shores Liquor. It's, one of the stores I go to, it's a local uh, liquor store around here, and they do some really good picks. And I haven't drank this lately because, if you can see, it's going kind of fast. It is one of my favorite bottles I have. So I haven't drank it in weeks and weeks because I'm trying to reserve it because they're all gone. I went try to get more the other day. He's like, no, dude, that whole, they bought a whole barrel, and it's all gone. I was bummed out. Old Forest.
0: I also found another bottle of
1: 1920. 1920 is the nectar, man. That stuff is—I don't know of too many whiskey people that will disagree that that's not one of the better bottles of bourbon on the shelf that you can regularly get. Right there, there's yep. Bit.
0: This is uh, this is what's going in the glass next. By the bye.
1: see that shit is just so goddamn. It gives me like there's blood flow going to the region. If you know what I'm saying, like
0: the prostate region. Oh
1: god, it's so good. <laughs> And I thought I saw, and I know we don't read chat, but I thought I saw somebody saying in chat they got their lighter and it sucks. And I was like, what? It's a Zippo, man. How can it suck? I don't know what he was. Ta- I don't. I, oh, I don't. Um, I don't. Can't find the comment now, but I thought I saw somebody say that the Zippo sucks. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking Zippo. How can you be mad at a Zippo? Zippos are awesome. Love Zippos, man. Like I've used this particular one for months now. Oh, Chad's got 1920 in the glass, baby. I, I got to pull up the YouTube chat because I've got the StreamYard chat up and it fucks everything up on uh, whiskey. Ah, oh, stop. Why are you doing that? Hey. Jesus. What was that, that Jeremy? Was fucking YouTube. I pulled up the things. I want to pull up the YouTube chat instead of looking at the chat. And um...
0: You're not supposed to be reading the chat, Jeremy.
1: Uh, I mean, I glance. You know what I'm saying. I I glance.
0: Look at this. Live on air unboxing. Hold on. I actually haven't opened this yet. Jesus. Just
1: trying to get this. There we go. Jesus. I'm just trying to to get the fucking chat open on YouTube because um, I usually do a pop-out chat for YouTube because I feel like that chat is doing different things than the StreamYard chat does. Which one do you look at? I know you're not looking all the time, but I mean, when you look at the chat, are you looking at the, are you looking at a chat in YouTube or are you looking at, um, StreamYard?
0: Um, I am not because we're doing a book. (laughs) (laughs) You still have to glance. Wow. I was about to tell you that this thing sucks, Jeremy. It's great. This little leaf and barrel lighter sucks. Look at this. It won't even open. And then I realized there's a uh, (laughs) sticker on the back.
1: (laughs) <laughs> like, I was like, "What the like, hell is like, wrong this with this thing?" Jerry. It won't. Over- oh, there's a sticker on the back. Um. Well, yep, that's a. Zippo. Yeah, man. That's, I don't know what he was saying. I don't know who that. I, I don't see it now. But he, I, I
0: thought. I I went and got my other brass zippo because this one is the armored zippo, and my brass one. I thought
1: black. he was gonna say, "Oh, I got my zippo today. It wow. was awesome." And then I thought he said it sucked, and I'm like, "What? Like, how are you saying that about a fucking zippo, man? Zippo's are key, bro." It <clears throat> was a loud ass train.
0: There we go. This is not your insert, but very nice.
1: This one comes with both, can, right? It, so it comes with, um, and this is also the armor.
0: Yeah, that's what I
2: was just. Yeah.
1: Saying. So it's 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 a little bit thicker, right? So it's supposed to it's supposed yeah. to hold up a little better. It's supposed to last a little longer. Um, but uh, it comes with two inserts, right? So it comes with the you know the the jet for people that are. Uh, whiskey snobs and don't want to light their Zippo and it comes with your standard old Zippo insert that have been around since the beginning of time.
0: So he meant to say that it was sick, Uh-oh. not that it sucks.
1: Oh, I was like, I thought I said, I was like, Oh Jesus. I'm like, how does it suck, man? It's a fucking, we even got the nicer Zippos, right? We got the, the armor plate ones.
0: I'm dropping it on my mic. Once microphone. these
1: sell out, which I don't know how many we've got left, but once these sell out, we're going to do a version two, just like the, the man cards. Yeah, that's what my other Zippo looks like. Good old had it for like years. They start looking so good after you've had them for a while. They get that
0: I I forced patina this one at,
2: at they, Ricks with they, some liver of they sulfur. They get
1: that They get that They 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 get that You have the button, uh, man.
0: You, I know I have the button. I'm trying to Im- imply that you have buttons too and you don't use them. Patina. Patina. patina, patina, my patina God patina, that button patina, is so loud. Patina, <laughs> Oh, I can't even hear it. Wow, it dude. Patina, patina, patina.
1: It's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh,
0: But yeah, this is the difference in a brand new and a
1: patinaed yes. Zippo. And I think this time I did the polished. I think next time I'm going to do yeah. the brushed just to keep it different, you know, for people that like the shiny shit, for people that like the brush stuff.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Thanks. Uh, would have been nicer if you shipped it with some butane in it. They won't let you. I know. They don't, I know. Uh, and since we're, like, just plugging Jeremy here, um, this thing is pretty freaking nice, too. Oh, dude. The old flask. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about that flask, man. That drops Friday, by the way. Um, I have a really good picture planned. Dude, if you put a picture of, like, that, <laughs> some truly just... Don't, don't... So, Fucking sacro. What's the word I'm looking for? Don't... Uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, God damn. What's- disparage? Well, disparage is one. Anyway, do not disparage launch day with your shenanigans.
0: <laughs> I have to now. So what Alex told me I should do is, you know those pictures Peter does of like pouring something, like a long uh-huh. pour? I'm thinking of going and like getting my lights set up and doing a photo. uh L- with this thing set up and doing some, a long pour of some truly <laughs> into the flask. You're going
1: to have a hard time long pouring truly into that flask. That's a little opening, man.
0: No. you Well, you get a you get a yeah. funnel on the yeah. top of it, but it, you can do some it tricks. It comes with a funnel. Did
1: he send you a funnel? He sent you the yeah. whole wooden box but and everything, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah, and the the leather. Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to be offered, uh, I think we talked about last week, it was going to be offered, you can either just buy the flask or you can buy the, the flask and the sleeve. Sleeve. I fear we might run out of the sleeves though, because we have less sleeves than we do uh, glass flasks, so we might run out of the sleeves. But you'll be able to buy them separately after the fact. If uh, I think we're going to discount them if you buy them together, though, I think.
0: I really think I should take this to to Rick's <laughs> and laser some shit around the beard.
1: Laser some. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's lasered on there. I think that's like. Oh, it's okay.
0: It doesn't have to be matching. I just need it for a picture.
1: Yeah, see. They said don't taint the flask drop, man. You can't taint the flash drop. The sleeve. Sleeves, yes, sleeves. <laughs> I don't know why I say it like that. Sleeve. Okay. Um we are we are deep into the deep weeds. Deep into the weeds. Um, um trucks though, if we are talking about trucks, I'm a big truck guy. <laughs> I What a transition. I well, I was trying to go just back on course, man. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> My plan is to get, I think, you say I should get a GMC, but I've always gotten Chevy. Um,
0: no, I was, I'm just, I give everybody shit. Like, my friend, actually the guy who I went to Album World with, uh, he's been just, every time I have to pull up to the coffee shop, he's just like, I hate you, because he, he wants one, but he's not going to buy an AT4. Um, so I'm just giving you shit like that, kind of like Peter is like, Buy a Raptor, Buy a Raptor. Right. I would, I, I would honestly
1: love a Raptor, especially the new one that's coming out that has, like, I think a V. I think the new one actually has a V8, right? Because the current one's a V6, it's turbocharged, right?
0: Dual turbo. Right?
1: I think they're coming out with a. Twin I think turbo. they're coming out with a V8 that's either turbo or supercharged or something. And I think it's got like 800 fucking horsepower or something. <laughs> something crazy, man. And I'm like. Oh my god, it's so aggressive!
0: It's like the TRX, like the the Ram TRX is just, it's fucking stupid, like in the best way possible. Yeah, I don't like the way that Rams look, especially like the grill area. Uh-huh. But the the TRX, I would own it. I would own it if I had ninety thousand dollars to put into a truck, sure. Uh, but I don't. That's why I went GMC. Um. I love the way the outside of that truck looks like most trucks on the market right now. I'm not a huge fan and of. Here's them. the
1: thing. And people will argue that this or that, or they had an experience. They bought a Ford and it fell apart or they bought a Chevy and it was a piece of shit or blah, 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 blah. Okay. You're going to have one-off stories like that where people, but in general, by and large, I feel like most of the big truck companies, meaning Ford, Chevy, uh, Dodge, they all make a good product these days, right? like, yeah, for, for the, the most, most part, part yeah. they all make a good product. They might have certain models that are better than other models of other, but whatever. But I mean, they're all pretty damn good for the most part. Um, I think it's really just up to personal preference. What what you, what yeah. features you want? What what like you said? What grill you like better? Like I like the grill of this one better than that one, or whatever. Um, but I've had like my truck. I've had for it's a 2010. So I mean, so I mean, I've had it for. Tw- 11 years, got 120-some-odd thousand miles on it.
0: The clear, Dude, that's the clear. That's pretty low miles for a car. Well, for the
1: last couple of years, I haven't drove much working from home, YouTube and all, but I used to put a lot of miles on my car. But the only problem I had with it is the clear coat's flaking off. Because, And that's not the truck's fault. That's because the Florida sun, if you don't have a car in a garage and it sits out in that Florida sun and bakes and bakes and bakes, the odds are after 10 or 15 years, your clear coat's going to be fucked. Um,
0: well, it also probably has something to do with you being at the Well, true. True. Uh, Yeah. Like sand. Right.
1: So, I mean, that's not the truck's fault, but other than that, man, I have never had one problem out of that truck in 130,000 miles. Not, not one, not a one. Now it is at 130,000 miles starting to have some like cosmetic shit. Like I said, that I did have uh, I do have one window. It's electric window and you can't, something's wrong with the panel. It works on the one yeah. side, but on my side, it doesn't want to roll up. But, I mean, that's it. In 130,000 miles in 12 years, I had a, one electrical issue and a clear coat. That's it. End of story. So, I mean, I can't complain, man. Um,
0: See, and I, I got a Tacoma because they're the beacon of reliability. Well, yeah. You know, like, that's that's what they're known oh, yeah. for. And, I'm sorry uh, I left
1: Toyota at that list, actually. That's really rude. Toyota is definitely in the list of, like, you know, <laughs> iconic trucks.
0: Well, the, the problem I have with the Toyota is I bought it because it's when I got my Tacoma, that was the only truck you could get with a manual gearbox. And I wanted four wheel drive with a manual gearbox. So I got a Tacoma. It's all you could get. So I got it. And uh, they had just swapped the clutch on it when I bought it. 6,000 miles later, clutch goes out. I'm just like, uh-huh. Are you kidding me. Swap the clutch um, within, I want to say 2,000 miles, throw out bearing. Goes huh. up and they had just swapped the throw bearing, and I'm like, "How many? Come on. Like when you do, when you do the clutch, you just do it all because ha- the the cost is your labor. I mean, yeah. the clutch the whole clutch kit's like 130 dollars, uh, like and the labor is like how many six. miles
1: did you say was on this car? You probably said and it's I like, missed it.
0: Oh, when I bought it, it had like 50000
1: and it was already having these problems.
0: Yeah, so whoever I got it, like whoever had it before you didn't me, know how to drive a stick clearly. <laughs> Clearly, (laughs) because you'd you'd ruin a clutch in 50,000 miles. Like, come
2: on. I had
1: stuff with many more miles on it that the clutch was fine.
0: But then I started looking into it, and there's a problem with the the Tacoma Tacoma clutch mechanism. Like, they have a really, I don't even know what linkage it is, but it's made out of aluminum, and it bends. And then you need the whole new clutch kit shortly thereafter. Like, if it's not done just right, it'll go out almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know how to drive a car. I've been driving straight drive since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know how to drive a manual.
1: And that's what I learned to that. drive a car on. Four on the floor, man. Yep. Uh Old 1983 CJ7. There was about a mile and a half in between gears, man. It was like first, second, <laughs> third, fourth. I mean, there was there was some space in between them gears, but
0: Yeah, dude, my I, so side, like a little sidebar here, no trucks. I had a FRS for a few years. That's Toyota's little. Well, it's at the time it was a Scion, that little uh, little sports car, front engine, rear wheel drive sports car, and the shift on it was like two inches at most. It's like, oh, dude, that thing was so much fun to drive. Didn't have a lot of power, wasn't super fast, but just shifting those gears was just like, I loved the shit out of that car. The reason I got rid of it is because couldn't go anywhere. I, I get like, I was trying to get out of a a driveway in the mountains and it was just like a hassle trying to get that car out of the driveway. And then that's not even like a low car, but I went from that to it. Well, you know, I'm
1: fortunate that I learned to drive on stick, but I learned to drive on stick in Florida. Right. Which is flat for the most part. I didn't ha- yeah, I didn't have to learn a lot of the whole, like stopped on a steep incline and having to like engage the clutch and hit the gas without like backing up into the car behind you in traffic. I never had to deal with a lot of that in Florida. So
0: my dad taught me how to drive a stick shift when I was about seven.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: And the way he did it, like we had a few cars around and we had a big farm and I would just, you know, drive out there a little bit. But he took me, so we lived in the foothills of North Carolina, so there's mountains everywhere and big steep hills everywhere. Uh So he took me, I don't even know where we were, couldn't tell you, but he took me off to some weird backwoods road that was like this. And he's like, all right. Time to learn to drive. And I'm like, uh, what? Uh, uh. And and I mean, dude, you take your foot off the brake and that thing goes. Dude, <laughs> it's sketchy if
1: you've never done that. That was the sketchiest part about driving a stick. And I did have even though we don't have hills, I had a couple times where there was like I was on a ramp or something that was, you know, had an incline and man it. You put that clutch in, the car starts going that way. You know, as soon as you take your foot off the brake, it's it's going the opposite direction. So it that that I think I might even have a little bit of a problem with that now, because I haven't driven a stick in probably 10 years, maybe? Since I,
0: Yeah, it, it comes no, back. To you really I'm quick. sure it would.
1: And, you know, I had like dirt bikes and four wheelers and all kinds, even though four wheelers generally don't have clutches. They just have you let off the gas and, you know, thumb shift. Yeah,
0: um, some of them have a, a grip. No, push. some of them do. I My, all the ones them, I right?
1: had were like the more like four wheel drive. Like a lot of the ones that are like the race four wheelers, like quads, those tend to have like clutches. But like most of the like, you know, uh, four wheel drive, like, hunting woods kind of ones. It's just thumb. Most of them. At least those all the are, ones I've had.
2: Those,
0: I thought those were just considered autos. Well, no, you, Like you have to manually shift no, there's it, a button. but there's no clutch.
1: There, yeah, that's right. I don't know if that's considered. Well, like I had
0: I had a, a four-wheeler when I was growing up. It had a foot shift, uh-huh. but there was no clutch.
1: My first one had a foot shift, but there was no clutch. We just called them autos. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> we had
1: four-wheelers with clutches. Yeah. So. Um, my, my most recent one I had, it was a thumb shift. It was like a shift over here and a thing over here, if I'm remembering correctly. It's been a few years since I had it, but I'm thinking that's how it was. Um, I want
0: to buy – I'm going to buy a quad this year, I'm sure, of some sort. Dude,
1: I I just need more space, man. Like,
0: Well, my family has like 300 acres, right. so not here, but I'd have to like load it up and, and drive to the land. I but- had a – and I'd love nothing more than that. I,
1: I loved my four-wheeler, man. It was a Camo. It was a Honda Foreman 550? 550? Is that what their Foreman's come in? Is it a 550? I don't remember the exact uh, size of it. But it, it was a big old beast of a four-wheel drive. Had a winch on the front. Had big, huge mud tires on it. Had a snorkel. You could take that fucking thing through a river. I mean, it would go through anything. It, I loved that thing. But it just, I didn't get to ride it enough and... It was huge, man. It took up like almost a bay in the garage. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like a small, like, Cooper Minis are about the same size as this thing. You know what I mean? So I just, it was either have a gym in the garage or have a four wheeler. And uh, so we got rid of the four wheeler and I put a gym in the garage.
0: See, growing up, we were always dirt bikes, always dirt bikes. Um, I think I got my first one when I was five or six, mm-hmm. like a little Honda 50. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, only four wheeler I really had growing up, uh, we had a couple like when I was a little older, but the only one we really had for a long time was a, a blaster. Mm-hmm. And that thing was a hell of a lot of fun. Thing would fly. I loved nice, it. Dude. I guess it's a Kawasaki. I That's guess?
1: like the two stroke jobs, right? Like, yeah, like, quad, yeah, yeah. like I always, I, I know, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my my mine would not barely pull the front tires off because it was so heavy in the front because it was four wheel drive. Yamaha Those things are just Yeah,
0: yeah Chad got it Yamaha. Those
1: part. things just in the back tires are about that wide, the axle on the back's generally about so you can like haul ass around corners and stuff. That's a totally different thing than the kind of four wheelers I've normally had. I've never Yeah,
0: like my we didn't have four wheeler four wheelers like what you're talking about, but people in our family did not I would ride right. those.
1: It, it's a totally different thing, right? Like I always like going through the woods we would take it when we would go hunting and stuff. And I liked going through the woods and just seeing how deep in the woods I could go over just ridiculous shit, right? Which is different than, like, the ones you race around tracks and, like, slide the ass end out and do 80 around a track. They're, they're <laughs> fun in their own way, right? Uh, you're less likely to get hurt on the ones that I ride <laughs> because you're, you're not usually trucking through the woods going that fast. But, dude, that thing would go up a fucking tree, man. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, I
0: miss that, and I, and I want my kids to have that. So it may not happen this year, but definitely going to have four wheelers. Uh, that's one of the reasons I want land more than anything. I want acreage. Well, that you know, you know we
1: and you have talked about that before, and that's something that I eventually want to get around to is getting some land so I can get some get a side by side, get some four wheelers, get out there with the kids and do dumb shit before they get too old and don't want to hang out with me anymore.
0: Um, do they, do
1: they want to hang out with you now? Uh, I mean, for, <laughs> uh, for the most part. Cause, cause Eleanor doesn't want to hang out with me right now. Well, so. Charlotte, that's cause she's a girl. Uh, you, you, the, the boy will. <laughs> she's two. Well, the boys will. Charlotte's always favored her mom. Uh, I mean, she loves her dad, but you know, it, it's, we always thought it was going to be like, you know, mama's boy, daddy's girl with our kids. It's the very opposite. Like, don't get me wrong. They love us both, but like Charlotte leans toward Allison because They, like, do their hair and all the shit. And then Jarrett leans toward me, and he wants to, like, play video games and talk about Marvel movies and go ride the one wheels and fish and, you know, do all that kind of shit. been taking him fishing lately. And you know
0: what you need to do that shit?
1: You need a goddamn truck. You need a truck for all that shit. I guarantee you. That's why I I, said I need a new truck. And I'm going to give my truck to my oldest son, who's about to turn 16, and then I'm going to buy myself a new truck.
0: That's what I'm going to ask. I know you said... Leaning Chevy, but
1: what do you what are you gonna get? I'm leaning. Are you sure you're gonna go Chevy? I'm leaning Chevy, but I'm gonna go look, and I'm you know I, just from what I've looked at online, bang for the buck. I can get a lot of what I want in a Chevy, right? You can get it. I, I like the Z71 packages. That's what I have now, and it's great. It's got four wheel drive um, for when you need it. I don't use four wheel drive a ton, but sometimes I go to the beach. There's different things. Four-wheel drive is one of those things, if you don't think you need it, just fucking get it.
0: Because when you need it... Oh, you don't get a truck without four-wheel drive. You'll be glad you've got it. It defeats the whole fucking purpose. You'll be
1: glad you have it, right? Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just leaning Chevy. uh, But I'm not against looking at the GMCs. I'm even going to go look at the Fords. I'm uh, not any offense to any of the Toyota guys. I'm not a big Toyota guy. I I respect the trucks. I know they're very dependable, and they're great. I'm just not.
0: Dude, I would love nothing more than a Tundra, like a TRD Pro Tundra. I would love a TRD Pro They're Tundra. They're super
1: nice trucks. I, and that's a- If
0: they would bring them up into the 21st century and fix the god-awful fuel economy. Like, you get the same fuel economy in a Tundra as you do a Raptor. Oh, wow. It, it like, it's that bad. <laughs> it's really bad in the Tundra, and uh, that's one of the reasons I went with what I got is because— they have a 1500 diesel, like
1: right.
0: three liter Duramax, little baby diesel. Mm-hmm. It's all I need. And, uh, it's been phenomenal and, uh, you can, I think technically get a Raptor with a diesel, but then you're paying, I think like a $6,000 premium on top of the Raptor.
1: Dude, I love a Raptor. If, if, if money was no option, I would get a Raptor. I just think those trucks look fucking awesome. I love the Raptors.
0: I love the aesthetics. I, I do. I, I love, love them. the way they they're, look. They're
1: my favorite. Pete's, every time I see Pete post a picture or something, I'm like, God damn, that's such a good looking truck, man. It's just so good. It's so and, good. And
0: everybody's like, look at the Rebels, look at the Rebels, look at the Rebels. I did. I went and looked at several Rebels. And to be fair, Ram has one of the best things in a truck, period. I'm so jealous every single time I see it, but I don't want to own a Ram. I just don't like the way they look. I, I don't like the interior. Now, I think it looks a little, well, you know, it's a little shiny for me. Well, you know, um, maybe, and I don't like big, huge touchscreens. I just want a few buttons, and I don't need like a super fancy infotainment system. CarPlay, Apple CarPlay is all I need. Maybe they've, but, maybe they've
1: changed this. Are the Rams? Are the back seats still kind of small in comparison to some of the others?
0: I, I don't remember, but I know that that was the main reason I was looking for a bigger truck. Because well, Alex is like. Your Tacoma's not big enough. Right. We need a bigger well, truck. And I said, if I'm getting a truck, I'm getting a fucking truck. Back when I bought So I did. <laughs> back
1: when I bought <laughs> but, my my Chevy that I have now, the reason I, I, I actually went and I drove a, a Ram and I really liked it and it was a nice truck. But the the back of the, the back seat of the crew cab was not near as roomy as in the Fords and in the Chevy's. It was much smaller. Uh, the crew cab was not as deep; it just wasn't as roomy, and the seats—the seats. seats weren't as big and lush. My back seats are like almost the same as the front seats. They're like, and in the Ram, it almost was like, kind of, kind of seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when I'm talking, when I say kind of yeah, seats, yeah. they're like thin; they're not real.
0: Um, in the the AT4, I mean, you've got between the front of the back seat and the back of the front seat, you've got like a foot and a half of space or more. Like, cause there's a ton of room back now, there. Now. Um, and I think I think most of them are about the same now, I don't, but some of them have super cabs. I,
1: I was about to say, I don't remember the Ram that had it. My buddy had one years ago, and I don't even know if they still make them, and I forgot what they were called. But the back seat, and th- this was an atypical Ram, right? This wasn't like the normal Rams I looked at, the crew cab Rams. You could actually lean the back seats back. That's how big the back cab was. And it had a long bed. So, like, he couldn't park this fucking thing anywhere because it was, like, a four-door truck that the the crew cab part was big enough you could recline the back seats, (laughs) which was huge. And then it had the long bed on it. So, I mean, it was like driving an 18-wheeler. Yeah.
0: hell. (laughs) Uh, Somebody in my Discord server was talking about that. We were talking about trucks one day, and they were talking about wanting the long bed with, like, a super cab or mega cab or whatever they call it. Dude, the fucking truck's like 27, 28 feet long. He ended
1: up getting rid of it because he couldn't park it in parking lots. Like, he would have to... Dude, I can't
0: park my truck in places, and it's just a 1500. He would have
1: to park it in... Yeah, a bunch of people were saying Mega Cab. That's what it was called, I think. It was fucking... I mean, it was a cool-ass truck, and it looked dope because he had it up on big tires, so it looked like some kind of fucking...
0: Jeremy, I know know what you need. I know exactly what you need. What I would
1: like is a Ford F... What is it? Like a 550... What's that thing that almost looks like a, like a no nah, no nah, like nah, a nah, dump nah. truck on Jeremy. the front? The Ford that's like a dump truck on the front and it has like a truck bed, but it's got like the stacks. What the hell is that thing?
0: No, Jeremy, I got you. You're talking about an F550, I think. I think it might be what? A
1: 650? It might be the f 50. Somebody said it's six fifty.
0: I've got something, dude. New. That thing
1: is so fucking diesel looking, bro. It is dope. It looks it looks like a eighteen wheeler on the front with stacks, but then it's got a truck bed. And it sits up stock out of the factory like you could run over another car. It's huge.
0: Here, I got got you. I got you, Jeremy.
1: Share screen, Chrome tab. This right here. That's what I'm talking about, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Dude, a six door truck. Dude, I don't know about that amount of doors, but that's what I'm talking about. Like the XF6. Dude,
0: I saw one of these rolling around in downtown Raleigh one day. And I'm in an AT4, which isn't a huge truck, but I've got a two-inch lift. Right. And I'm looking out of my driver's window, (laughs) and I'm looking at the bottom of the door on Right.
1: That's what I'm saying now. Now, that's ridiculous because it's got six doors. But, okay, but imagine taking, taking one of those pairs of doors off. So you've just got a normal crew cab with the stack on it and stuff. Dude, how pimp is that truck? Come on, dude. That thing is awesome. Uh, a little ridiculous. It's, re- it's but ridiculous, but it's like the fucking ap- apocalypse mobile, right? That's like just running over zombies, acting crazy. I mean, have
0: you seen um Post Malone's rap? Movie? Yes, it's
1: definitely overcompensation. Somebody said it, but sometimes that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you have you seen Post Malone's rap? Movie?
1: Dude, Post Malone is one of the coolest motherfuckers ever. Okay, because he's like all into the hip hop R and B rap and all that, but he's also like redneck as fuck. He carries a firearm. He is big into like guns. He he moved out to like Texas to get away from all the BS. He plays the guitar. Utah. He plays the guitar. What is that,
0: dude? That is a Velociraptor six by six by Hennessy. Tr-
1: that's that's Post Malone's.
0: That one specifically is not Post Malone's, but that's what. But he, he has, has one of three. 300- I think they're three
1: hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the old Velociraptor was just a kit that you could get on your Raptor. I think it was like $16,000, and you could take your already kind of ridiculous truck and make it way more ridiculous. Um, the new Velociraptor is a total custom build, so they Hennessy buys the Raptor, or maybe you have to buy it, but regardless. Hennessy, like the liquor either, company? No, 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 This is I was, a motorsports. Uh,
1: okay, I was like, why the hell would Hennessy want to fucking do custom trucks? <laughs> That doesn't make any so sense. So everything from
0: the cab back is a total custom fab. See, like I think they use the the tailgate, but I mean it is a totally custom truck. So three hundred
1: and fifty thousand dollars worth. A lot of people of are saying, "Oh, so dumb and whatever," but and I get it. I get why people would say it's dumb, but I don't know, man. There's just something kind of cool about it, right? It's
0: sometimes. I mean, it's not practical. There's oh, no practicality oh, to it
1: at all. But I mean, when you're post Malone and you you, you know you put in all gold grill you know what i mean Uh, are you really worried about being practical i mean that dude's got a uh richard how do you some people say richard richard mill some people say richard some people say richard some people say richard depending on richard mill richard mill whatever he's got a million dollar watch so i mean he's all about the ridiculous shit you know what i'm saying but going back to
0: what started this whole thing um the ram trucks like i'm not a huge fan of the massive screen i just need some apple carplay i don't need a 12-inch screen to do whatever with, like, I don't want functions of my air on, like, not having physical buttons and stuff. I don't know if that's how it is. I don't know. I didn't spend too much time in the RAM because it just wasn't for me, but what? I, I would make do for that with a, for a TRX, but what really, really, really makes me jealous about the RAMs is the RAM boxes.
1: I don't know about those
0: are the their storage containers in the bed rails oh yeah typically that's just lost space it's just brilliant engineering it's a simple concept and every single truck ever should have it you should have locking storage in the bed of the truck like the Tacoma had like a few little cubbies that you could store stuff in but they weren't locking my truck has zero storage in the bed it's like The, the bed rails, typically with a truck, you have like six or seven inches of space that's just kind of there. Uh-huh. In my truck, the carbon fiber follows the shape of the bed or like the body panels. So it's very tight. It's not exact, but it's very tight to the actual outside uh-huh. body of the truck. So you get extra cargo space, but there's zero storage. That is, the, And I don't like toolboxes. I don't want a toolbox.
1: That is the only problem with trucks is you do lose a little bit of storage. In trucks, right? Because there's not, like, a trunk that you can lock stuff in, right?
0: Yeah, you can get, like, you know, rolling drawers and yeah. stuff like that or build them, which is fine because you're not really losing, you know, a ton of cargo space. You're losing some vertical space, but that's okay yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And you can take them out,
2: too.
1: And they're so usually pretty shallow, too. Who was it that had a truck that had, like, these rollout drawers that had just, like, fucking rifles all in? They pulled them out, and it was just rifles. It was Demolition Ranch. Is that who it was? Was it Matt, Jim, Demolition Ranch? Dude, it was...
0: Well, I saw it on a Demo Ranch video. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was Black Rifle Coffee Company. I can't remember, but it was, like, behind the bumper. Right? So, there was, like, a, a latch, and the bumper comes out, and it's a drawer with guns. Mm. No, this was... Are we talking about something different?
1: No, we're talking about something. This was in the bed of the truck. It was like they had made a platform in the bed of the truck that raised the bed up like probably, I don't know, eight inches, six, eight inches. And then it was diamond plate and it locked and you could pull them out and it was like drawers in the bed of the truck. So you would drop your tailgate and then those would slide out. I,
0: Let me see if I can find the ones I'm talking about because they're definitely different. I think
1: it was Demo Ranch though. I think you're right. Oh, by the way, I don't know if we said this while you're looking for that. Cigar I'm smoking tonight is the uh, J.C. Newman, the new Perla Del Mar. I was not a fan, a huge fan of the old uh, Perla Del Mar that they had. It was kind of a very, this is a box press, but it was like a very square box press. Uh, It was okay. I mean, I didn't dislike the cigar, but I wasn't a huge, huge fan of it. But they recently like re- did this particular cigar. I think they re blended it. They did a bunch of different stuff. And this one is really, really good. I like it a lot. Oh yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. That's dope as shit though. But that's that's yeah that's like the um that's the actual that's like a true custom. Yeah build. that's like the bumper slides out. No, that's that's yeah. not what I was talking about, but that's cool as shit.
0: Um can I just say speaking about like on the topic of cigars really quickly the LCA dropped this month. Like what was it? Was it the Buena
1: Cinnabon was Cinebon- Cinebon- oh, Cinebon- last month?
0: Yeah, Buena Ventura, I think. Or
1: I gotta like get with Brian, dude. man. We've been we haven't been able to line up for me to get uh, the LCAs for the last couple of months to do a video because I've been busy and he's been busy and we dude. just haven't synced up.
0: This month's drop, I didn't, I didn't care for the Cigabunda too much. It, I had two of them and they were okay, mm-hmm. but this one, I think it was Buena Ventura. I, I think that's what it was, dude. So good. I only got two of them, but they are so good, that's, Brian. Brian, 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 please ever, send me some. Dude, I, I
1: I will say, dude, Brian has a hell of a palate. Like, he can pick them, bro. You might, not every single cigar that he puts out might not be your favorite, but you'll rarely ever run into a cigar that you don't like with him. I mean, occasionally, I mean, you know, everybody's palate's different, but I mean, he's got a pretty high hit rate for me, man. Most of the shit that he pumps out, he picks out, I I really, really like.
0: I've had, so far now, I think like seven or eight cigars from uh, Privada, uh-huh. including like the Farm Road stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe a few more than that. And there's only been one that I wasn't a massive fan right. of, and that was the, uh, the Sigma. He's got a hell
1: of a palate, man. He knows how to pick them. He really does. Even Dan said that. Dan from...
0: Oh, get the... F- Fuck out of here, AB! Oh, Get AB's in the house. I, here. I, I even, look, look, wait, wait, wait! Put user in timeout. I, I didn't.
1: That. I didn't even see. I didn't even see. <laughs> Al, I didn't know Alec was in here tonight. I haven't been uh, really keeping an eye on the chat as much.
0: I just saw it pop up. Uh, Alec, stick around. That's just a little bit of retribution. <laughs> I will not mute you again.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: For those of you who don't know, I was watching uh, a live stream that Jeremy did with the Bourbon Junkies, and they made. Alec, uh, a mod, <laughs> and he just kept banning me and timing me out and stuff, and I kept popping up with my other accounts.
1: <laughs> Alec, sent me um some. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it if he that was sent. a good one. I, I, Justice for Alec. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to say what he sends. I don't know if there's some kind of legal. Anyway, we'll just say I got some of the, peritos. I think is how you say it. Um. And we're gonna do some cool stuff with those. I think I'm gonna send you some, and we're gonna do some a podcast with it. One, I'm gonna do a video, and I think we're gonna do a podcast if you're game. Peritos, uh, puritos. Uh, puritos? I, I know I'm always I fuck up Spanish pronunciations, but basically it's just Spanish. Yeah, well, I, I fuck, that's what I'm saying. I fuck up English, so you know another language. I'm sh- on the struggle bus, okay? <laughs> but um, I think we talked this before, but. Like you know, a cigar will have multiple blends of tobacco, right? There will be, shit, six, seven different leaves in there. Sometimes I suppose I don't know how many are in a general, but anyway, there's more than one. And the way the blenders get an idea of what, bl- or what tobaccos taste like, what is they have these little the the people that grow the tobacco they roll these little bitty cigars that are complete the wrapper the binder everything in it the whole cigar is made of one tobacco leaf one type of tobacco, whether it's the, any anyway. And then they taste those and they so they know what that individual leaf tastes So like I it helps them blend the cigars. So I think I'm going to send you some. He sent me a whole bunch. I'll show you what they look like.
0: So when can I expect these? Uh,
1: not too far. Like, but I've got, a, like, I've got a bunch of these. Uh, but see, they're like they're like little bitty. And like this is Esteli Seca, right? So this is Esteli, Tobacco, and Seca, which is a certain part of the plant. Or uh, Seco Seca. I don't know how to pronounce that. I think it's Seco. So can Seko? I can I
0: expect this before or after uh, my son's sixteenth birthday?
1: <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Taylor. Um, <laughs> um,
0: Alec, I'm not going to mute you anymore. It was just a one time deal. Look, unless you get out of hand.
1: Look, look in the fucking chat. 2022, <laughs> 2023. Everybody's assholes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Everybody's honest is what it is. But anyway, the point was, I'm going to do a video breaking down the different tobaccos and, and what you get in it. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard in a blend when you've got three or four or five different tobaccos, it's hard to go, okay, this particular flavor that I'm getting is this type of tobacco. This particular flavor is this type of tobacco. And kind of getting your head around what tobaccos taste like what, right? So this would be a cool way to like get a cigar that has these tobaccos in it have the cigar, and then have the individual peritos and then taste them so you can kind of get a deal for, oh, this is what this tobacco is adding to the cigar, and this is what this tobacco, and uh, kind of help you develop your cigar palate and, and uh, knowledge. Be, he, I, All tobacco tastes the same. It, it, for, it <laughs> certainly does not.
0: I'm trying to tilt Alec. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Is Alec back in here yet? Yeah, he switched to oh. <laughs> He said, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I love Alec. He's a good guy, man. He's a good oh, guy. But yeah, I was gonna do a video like that on the channel and then, you know, we were talking, maybe do something like that on the podcast, maybe even have Alec on uh, that that podcast, because we were talking about getting some guests on here pretty soon. Having him on there and going over the individual blends and what they have in them and all that stuff. I think it'd be fun. Be a fun informational podcast for the people.
0: For the people for the people. For the inundated or
1: uninitiated. Or as as know. Rex says from the whiskey tribe, the people the people you ever watch the whiskey trap oh god man you got to watch that channel they're really good
0: i i have gone through and i know we've talked about this a little bit uh even back since the last time we podcasted uh i've been struggling to enjoy things (laughs) and i know that sounds very bleak but what i mean by that is like shows and and visual like youtube stuff like lately i've enjoyed researching reading while sitting on like my back porch and uh, you can hear the train, welcome to the new location, guys. Can you hear it?
1: Hey, no lo- <laughs> No location is perfect. Okay, let's just be. There's always, but this location is about as perfect as it's going to get, though, man.
0: Oh, dude, I love this spot. It looks so you guys are just going to have to deal with the trains because they're about eighty feet that way, <laughs> it, <laughs> maybe a little more than that, but it, like it look. Yeah, they're loud. It
1: Looks nice. You got a little fire on your monitor going in the background <laughs> there. You,
0: the, old, the old Apple TV. The, the internet
1: is way better. I'm not saying we'll never have internet issues because, you know, internet happens, but in general, it's way better. Uh, no taint fan. No taint fan. You're not, as soon as you can get some ventilation in there, you can start having some cigars so we can, you know, do something. I, I'm excited about the new spot. You know, I've found that when I get to where I'm not enjoying anything, man, that's when I get a new hobby. That's when it's time to refresh something, right? Which is part right. of your, so like, getting into the land stuff, right? So I've been struggling to
0: watch things on YouTube and Netflix or anything. Like, I started Ozark, and I was enjoying the shit out of it. And then, like, halfway through, I'm like, I can't even turn this on and pay attention. Like, I don't know what it is. My headspace is all fucked. Um, I was feeling really out of my element because I'm, I'm used to working around the clock. Like, that's just my normal state. I work all the time. If I'm not working, I'm thinking about work. And I was mostly out of work for three months. Uh-huh. I mean, I worked, I, I think, a collective maybe two weeks since Thanksgiving until last week. So yeah. you do the math yeah, dude, on that. That's I mean, not very much.
1: There was a lot of shit going on, though, bro.
0: And I just felt so out of my element, and I'm starting to feel normal again. Because well, you're back to work like and, in and
1: doing stuff. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I just – I've been struggling to enjoy – content like I'll watch like one or two videos of somebody that I usually typically enjoy and I'm like uh, okay I want to do something different so what I've been doing is reading researching sitting out on my back porch having some whiskey and a cigar and uh, then I somehow stumbled onto this old tangent of mine just reignited a flame into this overlanding thing which is why I ended up buying the Land Rover
1: well let me ask you this though and this is a little off of the Land Rover thing and I know we've yeah, but we've hit trucks pretty solid, so I don't feel too bad about veering off into different directions. You never do. I never do. That's that's part that's part of the charm.
0: Don't, don't fool yourself and don't try to fool that's us. That's part
1: of the charm of the podcast. It's fucking all over the place. Um, <laughs> are you glad you got into cigars? Are you enjoying the hobby? Now, some people, so, some people, by the way, say that cigars aren't a hobby. And for those people, I say you're not doing it right. If you don't think it's a so hobby, you're not doing it. Right. I
0: went from zero to a hundred with cigars you did right i think we (laughs) went from (laughs) on one one podcast i was like i've had like two cigars ever and and then like fast forward two weeks and i'm like okay i'm smoking a cigar a day right um (laughs) i wasn't planning on that and then there we were and then i did that for a few weeks for a while or whatever and then i've i've significantly cut back and a lot of that is time i just don't have the time to sit out and smoke because i have a newborn right um And I've just been sleeping like four hours a night. See, that's when cigars come in
1: the most handy, though, man, is when you have a lot of stress (laughs) in your life. Cutting out one hour of your day for yourself to go sit down on the back porch with a whiskey and a cigar and a book or a podcast or a a book on whatever you want to do. And just take one hour to yourself to fucking bring it in. Just fucking bring it in. You know what I mean? And that's what cigars do for me, man. Like, well, cigars yep. do more for so, that for me because I smoke a lot of cigars. But like, every night I look forward to, no matter how hectic my date is, when I shut it down at the end of the night, coming up here having a nice pour of whiskey and a cigar. It's like my
0: woosah. Alec is pushing his luck. I think he's trying to get muted again.
1: What? All he said is cigars are definitely a hobby and a lifestyle. They for sure. No, no, are,
0: no, no, no. You got to scroll up a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's talking some shit. All knives do the same thing and field watches blow. He said, or truly knowing Taylor. <laughs> he's,
2: he's he's poking the bear a little <laughs> bit here. <laughs> if,
0: uh, if, but no, I went from zero to 100 with cigars. Right. Like There were there were some days in those first couple of weeks I was smoking like two a day.
1: Well, that's like, you, though, right? You you were a very... Diverse, I always throw right, myself right, right. into stuff. Which is yeah. good. I mean, that's how I am. I, I feel like that's kind of the best way to just get in there and get nitty gritty sometimes. So...
0: But then I, I would say now I've scaled it back to, like, 15. And that's probably where I'll stay. Not even just for the kid. Just, like, one or two a week or so. Like, yeah. that's probably where I, 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 where I
1: am. I would, and, I mean, I'm sure the chat will chime in. I would argue that that's probably most cigar smokers are in that category. Yeah. Right? Several a week. Right? Two, three a week is probably the average for most. That's probably the biggest majority of cigar smokers. Um, But you definitely got a lot of guys like Alec, myself, that smoke every day multiple times a day, right? I'm a minimum, and I've said this many, many times, but minimum of two a day. One in the morning with my coffee, one in the night with my whiskey, minimum. Sometimes a third one in the middle of the day. On the weekends, back before Corona, and we'd be having barbecues and friends over, and I'm out smoking a pork butt, and I've got buddies over, and we're on the back porch smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and all that shit. I mean, I could go through five in a day um, without stretching it, you know?
0: I, can I just say, that I, I think two weeks ago was really my first week trying to get back to work, and I came in at like 6 or 7 in the morning I'm sitting here, so my office now, I can actually – I have windows, so I can see out into the world. I can see people. Right.
1: You're not in your cave.
0: (laughs) And I, I like, poke my head out the door, and it's, like, 6.37 in the morning, and there's a girl. She couldn't be more than, like, 20, 25. Some, like, young-ish girl walking down the sidewalk, 6.30 in the morning, smoking a cigar, and I'm just like – That's awesome. That's boss as fuck. (laughs) And and
1: I (laughs) joked around about this in the video I did – a week ago uh, where I did the screwball stuff. Uh, and We were joking around my wife. My wife used to smoke cigars with me. When we first got together, We, we well, I should say we got back. That's a whole other story in and of itself. But when we first got together and she was still trying to impress me, you know, when you're in the impress stage and, and the girl's doing all the best things to try to impress you, you're doing all the, you're, everybody's on their best behavior, right? She would go to cigar bars with me. And
0: then one of you farts really loud in front of the other and it all goes to shit.
1: You know, I still don't fart in front of my wife. I don't. I, she, I don't think she's ever heard me fart. I,
0: Somebody said that wasn't a cigar, Taylor. Probably true. Just
1: saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but she used to, we'd go to cigar bars. She always liked Macanudos. That was her cigar. She liked a little, uh, forgot the exact size. But it was like a smaller Macanudo cigar because Macanudos are pretty mild. That's actually another. She
0: liked those Texas Lanceros, doesn't oh, she? Oh, God,
1: no. <laughs> uh, before we were married. Yeah, then, then you get married. No Texas lanceros. Just we talked. We we, we, we talked. We talked about that in that video too. Uh, I actually had to beep it out because on the main channel. But she's like, yeah. She goes, I know, Jeremy. We all we do a lot of things. We're trying. I said, yeah, like blowjobs. <laughs> uh, then I made the joke of why why do all women have such a big smile on their face on their wedding day? Because they know that's the last blowjob they're ever going to give. <laughs> um, but um. But, yeah, she used to smoke uh, Macanudos. Now, she didn't drink whiskey. Uh, she never has been a fan of whiskey. But she would uh, get a glass of wine or a, a cocktail of some nature and go to a cigar bar, and we'd listen to a band and have cigars and stuff. She has zero interest in cigars these days. Zero. Zero.
0: See, Alex Alex and I have smoked one or two cigars together, I think. Um, and the, f- the funny, like, reaction I got was when I started before all of this went down, before I had a second kid, I was going to a cigar lounge every single Friday night for maybe two months or so, and it was it was my favorite thing. Like I, I loved cutting out early on a Friday night and going to the cigar lounge. And uh, that's a
1: cool cigar lounge. We've talked about that before, but that's a cool place. They got a yeah. putting green and shit in the cigar lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they that's do. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And uh, the first day I went, I came home afterwards and I knew I could smell cigar all smoke on me after I left. Like I knew she was going to say something. I walked in and I was expecting her to be like, God, you smell like smoke. I walked in, she's like, You smell good. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> You're like, okay. All right. <laughs> Some women do like this, the unadulterated scent of man. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I, uh,
0: AB asked, Which cigar lounge do I go to? It's called the Cigar Loft. That's the name of it, but it's in Concord, where I live.
1: It's a cool little place, man. I shouldn't say little. It's actually a pretty damn big place. Um, My favorite place to go to is uh, back before Corona and back when my wife still liked to smoke cigars was a place called Island Girl, which I know is kind of a weird name for a cigar bar, Island Girl. I don't know why it's called that, but uh, probably one of the bigger humidors in my area and uh, just a ton of big leather cushy chairs and sofas and stuff. And on Friday nights they had live bands, but it wasn't, like, loud bands. It was usually, like, you know, acoustic shit and stuff. So it was just you could still have a nice conversation and, and have a cigar. And they have a full bar and stuff. And they have some pretty good scotches and whiskeys and stuff. Because uh, sometimes you go in those places and, like, the best you can get is, like, Woodford and Jack Daniels, which nothing against Woodford. I love Woodford. But, you know, they actually have some some Eagle Rares and some um, – They've got Lagavulin. They've got they've got a pretty good little selection of you know, scotches and bourbons. So I used to enjoy going there. Um,
0: uh, I finally made my way out. I don't know if this was before or after our break, but I finally made my way out to that JR Cigar Lounge Dude, that in Mooresville. Ridiculous! Dude, that place is so bomb, <laughs> and that is what ruins cigars for me. <laughs> no, it really is. It really is. That's where I tried the Liga Number Nine. And I know you guys say the T52 is better, but the Liga number 9 is still It's a great personally, cigar. Personally, it's my favorite cigar I've had. Um I
2: think it's their So much
0: so that I bought a box. <laughs> like I, I think it's their I've most I've not considered buying any other box as a cigars until I had that one.
1: I want to say it's their most popular cigar, the number 9. Like like sales-wise. I, I want to say that it's one of their most popular ones Drew Estate. Although a lot of people will lean T52. Get you a T52 next time, man. I think you would yeah, like, I, will. I think you would like it. Um, I still got to get, um, I'm trying to think of what you really need to have a magic toast with coffee.
0: The i I'd like to, yeah, you need to write down a list for me and Alec, uh, right here. He says he's going to be doing an event at Tinderbox in Charlotte in two weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, get up with me. I, depending on when it is, I may be in Georgia, but, um, just, just hit me up.
1: Yeah. That'd be cool. If I'm in town, I'll do it. You should. Alec's a cool guy, man. He really is. I think you guys would have fun hanging out.
0: Um, you can't mute me in person, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But um, Magic Toast is an Alec Bradley cigar, not to suck his dick because he's in here, but um, people have heard me say this when he's not been in the chat. Uh, it's one of my favorite coffee cigars, Alec Bradley Magic Toast. It's, it's a solid, solid cigar. I think that cigar, I don't know that they meant to do it, but I think it was meant to be with coffee. It's just, I, I don't even want that with whiskey. I just want it with coffee.
0: So I... <laughs> <laughs> recently just tried cigar with coffee for the first time but it was like 11 p.m.
1: Oh, well you're going to be awake for like the rest of the night. Between, <laughs> I was just between, the, between my best the nicotine an through and the edit. between the, nicotine and and the coffee I you're like I was up
0: till like 2:33 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I had to stay awake so I was like How good is like it? Though? a whiskey right now there's no way I can drink a whiskey right now how, so
1: How good is it though?
0: It was really good. Dude
1: I have a hard time deciding which one I like better. Whiskeys and, whiskey and cigars or coffee and cigars. Because coffee and cigars is. Oh, uh, Alex said thoughts on the Kintsugi. Dude, you know my thoughts on the Kintsugi, brother. Dude, I rated that cigar. I think a 90. I have my sheet over there. I can't, I can't get to it now. But I think I rated that thing the first time I smoked it like a 94. Or no, I think I rated it higher than that. I think I rated it like a 97. And then I went back and like took some points away. I'm like I got to take some points off somewhere because I just feel bad giving it this high of a score, but I couldn't find anything wrong with it. And again, this isn't kissing his ass cuz he's in the thing. This is I did this just, you know, independently of him. I was rating it when I got it. And I was like I got to find a way to take some points off the cigar cuz a cigar you can't rate a cigar a 100. Like <laughs> you just can't, right? You never hear of a cigar getting a 100, right? So, I, But, I mean, I just couldn't find anything wrong with it, man. It was a delicious cigar. It was well-balanced, had tons of flavor, not too strong, enough sweet, balanced out with a little bit of the more, like, you know, earthy stuff to balance the sweetness. It burned perfect, had a perfect draw. I mean, I couldn't find anything wrong with the cigar. It was delicious.
0: Why don't we let the cigar noob be the judge of that? Yeah, I th- The guy who can't apparently smoke a
1: cigar. I think you'll really like the Kintsugi because it is – It is a lot of flavor, but it's not a real strong, like, it's not going to leave you with that nasty, like, strong cigar taste in your mouth for a long period of time because the flavors are very full, but they're not overpowering, if that makes any sense.
0: But you also don't know what cigar mouth is, so.
1: I don't, but, I mean, I can understand it, right? Like, I know if I'm smoking, like, a Nicaraguan Puro that, like, some my father cigars or some uh, uh, A.J. Fernandez cigars, you can tell when you're getting all those like super pungent flavors, and your lips are tingling because of all the, you know, you're like, yeah, this is probably there's some residue in there that if I didn't smoke three cigars a day, I probably would taste this for the next three. Um, <laughs> but no, the it, the, the is a very clean cigar, if that makes any sense. Like it, they're very full but clean flavors. It's 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 a good cigar, man. It really is. And I'm like I said, I'm not just saying that because is in here.
0: I, I genuinely wish I could hear. The owner told me to just crack the door open and go at it, but there's a really busy road out here. Yeah. And the, <laughs> so we'd just be hearing cars go by the whole time.
1: But, um, yeah, see, somebody else said it's one of the best cigars going right now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a great cigar. It really is. Um, and I hate to keep saying that because he's in chat, and people are going to be like, oh, you're staying there because fucking Alex is here, but uh, it's great. Hey, I'll talk shit. I told Alec when me and him first met that I thought black markets were trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did. I was like, hey, I was like,
0: I've had, I've had two Tempest cigars now and neither one of them would stay lit, I, but you can't, and I don't, the first one I'm pretty sure was my fault or at least the environment's fault. Yeah. Thick fog rolled in. The second one I know for a fact wasn't my fault.
1: Yep. 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 Yep.
0: So, cause I, what I did was I specifically, I know those cigars have been sitting at the the cigar lounge for a while. I bought it. I brought it straight home and smoked it, like, within an hour of me buying it. I just couldn't keep it lit, and it wasn't, like, anything I was doing. I will give it a third try, though. I I will give the Tempest a third try because the flavors tasted good. I just couldn't keep it lit.
1: um, I will say, because I just talked shit about the uh, black market, that I have changed my opinion on the black market these days. I told Alec when we met. (laughs) Probably Taylor's fault. I I, I, I told (laughs) Alec when we met. uh, that I didn't like the black market. I was like, dude, I, I hate to say this, buddy. I know this is insulting. I'm like, but that's not my jam. And in Alex's defense, he was cool about it. He's like, man, I get it. He goes, not every cigar is for everybody. We're going to roll shit that not everybody likes. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Um, but, th- but then I got some, and then I, I had to eat my words. And I, I told him, I'm like, man, it's been years since I've tried one. And I don't know if I had a bad one the one time I had it and I didn't like it. Um, but I smoked it again and I liked it. So I had to eat my words and I'm like, Alec, I take it back, man. Those black markets are actually pretty decent. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> probably Taylor's fault. Um, everything is my fault. Somebody asked me what I paired with the Kintsugi. I don't remember what I paired with it or if I even paired. Probably it. a truly. Yeah, it probably was probably like a truly <laughs> or, or maybe a, a mimosa or like a, I enjoy a good truly. Uh, I actually, I think a most, first off. Fuck mimosas because I hate champagne. Uh, Secondly, I don't think anything citrusy would be good with a cigar. I don't think, like, orange juice or anything like that, like, the acidicness, of, uh, I don't think that would be good with a cigar.
0: So I will counter you on that Mm -hmm. because one of the cookie monsters that I had, I I smoked that while drinking a hazy IPA, which in general are very citrusy. Uh Uh-huh. One of the best combinations I've had with a cigar. Well, I feel—I like, don't know what it was about it, but it was just super good. Well, I
1: feel like a little bit of citrus in an IPA is different than drinking like orange juice, right? Like, well, sure, and, that, and that's what I mean because there's orange juice in a mimosa, right? Isn't that what a mimosa is? Is orange juice and champagne? Isn't that a mimosa? Am I fucking? I don't up know. I think it's a—it's orange juice and, and
0: uh, just drink screwballs all day. You know, and I, then smoke cigars. The
1: screwball. I will say, not my cup of tea, a little too sweet. It was good in coffee, um, and uh, I could see it being used as a mixer, but, man, that shit is super syrupy sweet. It is hard to drink neat. It is a lot. Now, my wife really liked it, right? And if you're into that kind of thing, you probably will, but, man, that shit. Some people were saying, and this is, like, the most ghetto thing ever but kind of awesome at the same time. They were like, I mix it with grape soda, and it tastes like a peanut butter jelly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's I mean, hey. Screwball.
0: I was talking about in that vodka and, and orange juice.
1: Oh, okay. I was talking about the Screwball whiskey. I thought you were talking about the Screwball peanut oh, butter whiskey. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Screwball. I don't watch your channel. Uh, I think I think a Screwball is yeah. I think that's is that a Screwball?
0: I think orange so. orange juice and, and vodka. Screwdriver. Right?
1: Screwdriver. That's what it is. There we go. I tell you what's good is a salty dog. You ever had a salty dog? It it's a grapefruit juice and vodka, and then you put salt on the rim of the glass, it's not. I don't like vodka, though. I don't like vodka really either. But, like, you know, it really just tastes like grapefruit juice.
0: That's why, like, if I'm at a restaurant, I I will order a Kentucky mule instead of a Moscow mule.
1: Right. Is it wrong for me to say that I feel like vodka is, like, an alcoholic's beverage of choice? Because it's just vodka is more about getting drunk than it is about the flavor? Because isn't the whole point of vodka to not have flavor?
0: Yeah, I think that is an accurate assessment, but I don't know that it's necessarily right or wrong.
2: (laughs) You know know what
1: what I'm saying, though? Because, like, when when you rate a really good vodka, isn't, like, the sign of a really, really good vodka, like, being basically no flavor? I think so. So, if that's the point, (laughs) you know, it's like... Okay,
0: so, to be fair, I've only had a few vodkas ever, and I think they were all very cheap and not very good in terms of you know quality um burnett's obviously that that's what i usually have around i don't stock it myself but when i go to family stuff there's usually some burnets. um i had a bottle of aristocrat in my freezer for like nine years until i finally was like why is this here i don't drink it so Are we talking
1: vodka or gin vodka okay vodka sorry i saw a bunch of people talking about gin so i thought you were talking about gin um, gin
0: has kind of a very botanical. Um, like pine. It's very taste, yeah, right? it's very botanical, yeah. yeah um
1: yeah. the only gin that I really like, and I will occasionally in the summer drink a gin and tonic with some with a wedge of lime or something in it because it's a very kind of crisp, refreshing beverage in the summer when it's hot. Um what is that brand of gin that I like? It's in a like a round with a white label. Oh fuck, somebody recommended it to me, and I keep a bottle of it in my Hendrix. That's that somebody just popped up. It's Hendrix. It's um, it's actually pretty good. I'm not a huge gin guy, but like I said, occasionally in the summer, hot day, little Hendrix, little seltzer or or soda water, whatever the hell it is, and uh, tonic vodka or uh, gin and tonic, and a uh, little fresh squeeze of lime or lemon. Pretty nice, man. It's 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 refreshing. It's refreshing. I
0: think the only time I've ever had gin was uh, when I was probably 22 in New York. I've not really ever had it much.
1: Supposedly, a lot of. Whiskey people are also gin people because you know, gin also is one of those things that are blended and there's lots of flavors and all the things, and people like to it, pull.
0: it apparently is on the rise. Gin,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm just not a huge gin guy. I mean, like I said, it's okay, I'm just not like I'm a whiskey guy, man. I'm a whiskey, are you? Guy. Yeah. Because I normally like to drink coffee, coffee, coffee. I coffee. do like coffee also. I,
0: there i stopped it early for you i appreciate I'm sure that. people are t- i need to get more sound bites
1: <laughs> i'm trying not <laughs> to give you anymore it's really hard though because sometimes when we talk about certain things you just got one flag yeah i know as soon as i said that i'm like god damn it <laughs> <sighs> oh and you know we had talked about how to say balvini the other day and i was uh on a call with the guys at scotch malt and i think it's balvany Is Because I was asking them, I'm like, you know a lot of guys over there, right? Like, they're in close contact because they get the single barrel. That's what Scotch Malt does. I'm like, how do you say – I say Balvenie. And they're like, well, you say it however you want. You know, we're not snobs over here, whatever. He's like, but that's not how they say it over there. Let's just say that. They say a Balvenie. He said he's actually heard a couple different people over there say it a couple different ways. He said Scottish people tend to put the – Scottish people put the – Emphasis on the first syllable of a word in Irish on the second, I think is how he describes it, or I might have it vice versa. But it's like the difference between balvany or uh how's it what's the other way? Ah fuck, I can't remember. But point is I was saying it wrong, saying balvini.
0: Well, there's also uh Dalwini, Dalwini, Dal-
1: Dude, have Dalwini. you had this? This is gonna be my next pour here in a minute. Have you had have we talked about this particular bottle right here? We
0: have not. No, we haven't,
1: dude. Are, are you into like the sweeter like uh, Highland Bay Sides and stuff like that, or, or are you like Sher- an, like sherry I'm finished an, stuff, or do you like mostly smoky only?
0: I'm an Isla person through and through. So, so I've had a few that, that aren't very peaty that are okay,
1: because these are. finished. But I've
0: I've I've not had a ton outside of Islas because the- I, I what my my journey with Scotch was. Lagavulin and then bouncing around with some really peat bombs and then, you know, this stuff got is, it back into bourbon.
1: This stuff is finished in uh, Pedro Mendez, uh, I think is how you say that, and Oloroso Sherry Cast. And, um, man, it is it is one of my favorites that I've gotten lately. I really enjoyed it. It's a good starter whiskey for the night, too, because it's 46%, so it's not going to, like, bomb your palate too bad. Um, but it's just a good, easy sipper, man. It's really, really Glad good. Glad you mentioned bombing my palate. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Alec is a big fan of the Glendronic also. Oh, and Alec, by the way, I tried those um, Glenfinnix that you sent me, and they are tasty. Oh, and yes, you're right, Alec. You had told me that. Uh, and then after he told me, Glendronic is also owned by uh, um, Brown Foreman. Who owns Woodford and Old Forester? So, um, once again, reason why Brown Foreman owns shit. Those motherfuckers are on it, son. They're on it. All the good shit comes out of out of Brown Foreman.
0: Taking a little page out of Jeremy Sire's book here.
1: Yeah, dude, you just do a little rinse. Only time you can't do that is when you're when you're drinking Islas. You, you got to have some soap to break up the oil in those motherfuckers.
0: It's glad you mentioned it because
1: ah, the old wee beastie baby coming out the wee beastie. That was, a, that was a sad cork, dude. Did I did I tell you that the fucking people at Scotch Malt sent me like a forty year single malt?
0: Yeah, thirty eight years. Thirty.
1: Yeah, dude, a thirty eight year single malt. Thirty eight so, year.
0: So I'm trying to trying to swoop into those DMs if you know what
1: I mean. <laughs> Thirty-eight year single mom.
0: Because if I'm if I'm honest and if I'm getting, if I'm being fair, I kind of shoved you down the Isla train, you know, like or onto it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should get some of that thirty-eight year love, you know.
1: <laughs> That's not an Isla though.
0: I know. I, I'm just saying.
1: They did send me an Isla. Um, a couple. They
0: sent you a very nice Isla. Uh, last time, not this time. Yeah,
1: well, they sent me two ILOs this time. They sent me four bottles total because I'm, I'm about to do a project with them, and we're going to do a video. Um, and they sent me um, two Ilos. <sighs> Please don't talk to me right now. <sighs> just just take a second for the O-Face. You go ahead. I'll talk to the people. You just enjoy that. Have a smoke. Eat a ham sandwich, whatever you need to do to, to you know, <laughs> get, get it back. Somebody's
0: asking if I'm tipsy already. No, I'm not tipsy. I'm just...
1: What was the one? Yeah. No, uh, Gabe, old does not necessarily mean better. You're absolutely right. But anytime you can get a really old bottle like that, it's a special bottle, nevertheless, because, I mean, that shit's been sitting in a barrel for, like, fucking 40 years, which is pretty cool. And I will say I tasted which it. Which is almost
0: as many years as Jeremy's been walking this earth. Almost,
1: almost. Um, and I will say I tasted it, and it's, it's a pretty special bottle, man. I, old does not mean good, but a lot of times it does. <laughs> you know? Now, okay. with, with bourbon you had a 38-year-old bourbon, it would taste like shit because they just do not age that long. You can't age bourbon that long, man. (laughs) Where did it go? It's right here. (laughs) 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 By the time,
0: (laughs) Brad Smith says, by the time Jeremy sends a sample to Taylor, it will be a 40-year-old Scotch.
1: Here's the thing, it doesn't count after it's out of the barrel, Brad. You know that. I know you're just being a smart ass, Brad, though. I know. Um, but yeah, he's 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 not wrong. I I I I can't totally dispute that.
0: Jeremy, I I know you're going to disagree with me, but this is the like seventh or eighth time I've had Wee Beastie
1: and you say it's not your favorite.
0: I like the 10 year more.
1: Oh, God, I thought you were going to say you like Oogadol better. You say I've still not the, had Oogadol. You saying you like the tenure better is just borderline. I mean, that's just insulting. Like
0: I've not had the Oogadol or the Corey Vecchin, but both of them have been available to me in the last week and I didn't buy them. So,
1: Oh no, I like the wee Beastie That's all more than The wee beastie is, it's hard for me to say it's better than Oogadol. Cause thus far, what I've had of Ardbeg, Oogadol is probably my favorite. Uh, but I definitely like the Wee Beastie better than the 10. Not that I don't like the 10. I enjoy the 10, but I do like the, the Wee Beastie better. But, you know, hey, it's personal preference, man.
0: Seth Walker says, what does Taylor send to Jeremy? A um, whole I lot have- of
1: fucking lip and ridicule and hard time and argumentative shit and old. I have sent
0: Jeremy stuff. No, he has. Okay. He has. He has sent me stuff.
1: And he's, I will give it to him. He's much more... Um, speed prompt speed. That's why we don't
0: talk about this. Cause I say, he's like, Hey, can you send me this? And I'm like, print ship that day. Yeah.
1: I actually, I don't know if Chad's <laughs> still in here. I'm actually thinking about sending Chad back the, the, the most of those man cards of Liberty, the ones that I patented because I thought about it. I don't really have a good way to put those on the site and do the things. Like, I don't really have a good way to do that. So I don't know. I might ask him if he wants to do that, but, um, Apparently,
0: Chad was not here for the beginning.
1: Oh, yeah. he Chad, he did it Is in the it? beginning. For, for, right off the rip, Chad. Taylor took no, <laughs> no fucking leeway in jumping right in my shit about the fact that he could flip that knife.
0: Jeremy's still sitting over there going, <laughs> <and I'm blown. laughs>
1: look at that
0: front flipping that shit.
1: Okay. Chad said he would. Okay. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. I don't really have a way to, like, I mean, I guess I could take him to my local UPS store, but I don't even have a way. I'm going to give away a couple of them. Yeah, he did. He even front-flipped it, Chad. He even front-flipped it. He front-flipped it. Mighty
0: Flick. Oh, I'm failing right now. Whatever happened to the dick whistles? Uh, I need to print some more. Somebody stole the other, the original dick whistle.
1: Uh, and somebody had asked me about uh, in the chat. Since we're deep into it, we're kind of, we've been in the chat now for a while. Somebody asked me about the journals. The journals are coming. Uh, it's taking some time, though, because I am totally, it's not just going to be a journal where we just put, like, the logo on the cover. We're doing graphic with graphics on the pages with lines on where to put the notes and flavor wheels and my scoring system, and there's going to be artwork from the graphic artist that does the man cards and stuff. It's, it's going to be a whole thing. They're going to be dope as fuck. I'm so excited about them. But because we're putting so much into them, it is taking a little while. But uh, I'm not sure when they'll be out, but they're coming uh alec you know me and you are buddies can you you read the comment please me me and you are buddies can you read the comment please and and, jeremy and i thought i thought you were team jeremy and i feel like this is a team taylor thing you're doing right here and i'm just looking (laughs) i'm looking down at my lighter i'm not looking at the screen because it hurts jeremy can you
0: read can you read the comment please
1: okay comment ab cigars alec there's a list of things jeremy has told me he was going to send me ups probably lost it Uh, uh, (laughs) yes yes (laughs) i'm not the best at sending shit okay i i I have good intentions and then i also have a very short attention span
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's something i learned very quickly after we uh Pulled the trigger on a podcast together. Yes, yes. I mean, I should have known. All the red flags were there on the phone calls we had beforehand, but... Yes, (laughs) yes.
1: Uh, Somebody said man card giveaway. We are going to do one. I know we're going to do one this week, but I'm horrible at shipping. I'm horrible at a lot of things, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to ship them all back to Chad. I think I've got 12 or 13-ish, and I'll probably set aside two or three to do giveaways with. And then we'll probably do like a quick little drop on the other 10 um, at some point and, and do those. So Chad has boxes. He has shipping. He has all that. He has a way to collect payments on the ones that we're going to do a drop on. So I'm just going to send them all back to Chad. And then, like I said, I'll take two to four of them out and we'll do giveaways with them. But uh, Chad and then we'll get them sent out much more expeditiously. Is that a word expeditiously? I f- that's a word. Hmm, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Chat, Chad will get them sent out a lot quicker. So I'll send them to Chad, and then um, we, can, we can do a giveaway next week. Next week. I'll get them sent to Chad this week, so then we can do that. Um, so, yes. So I apologize. I know we were going to do one this week, but I promise you we'll do one next week. I will get them sent to Chad by this weekend at the latest.
0: Um, I'm sure everyone here believes that.
1: No, because what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, matter of fact, I'm going to make a note right now. I'm going to actually send a text message to my wife to send man cards to Chad. Remind me. Remind me to send man cards to Chad. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah definitely gonna happen
1: hey let me tell you something if i send it to the wife it'll happen okay because she is on it son she is on it um the wife is way more organized and focused than i am
0: that's a very very low bar like no slight to allison but i'm just saying no it is that basis of comparison is horrible
1: (laughs) it, it see she responded okay um yeah, it is a very low bar. I'll give you that. But she is probably one of the most organized people I've ever met in my life. Honestly, she really is. It's annoyingly so. Annoyingly so. Um, <laughs> look at Chad. No worries. I'll mail you a box of prepaid return label. <laughs> uh, I love you, Chad. Chad's like, you one know, my Chad, favorite.
0: if you do that, it's still going to take him like three weeks. Chad is
1: one of way. my favorite people, man. I love that guy. He, he sent me pictures of the desks today. Of, like, the people in his office. Like, he sent, um, I forgot the guy's name. That, um, what's the guy that does their shipping? Anyway, regardless of the names, I forgot the guy that does the shipping for him. But he sent me a picture of his and Joe's desk and his desk. Joe's desk is all like neat, has like a monitor, all this stuff. The guy that does the shipping, there's all these boxes and stuff. He's doing shipping. And then Chad just has a bunch of fucking whiskey bottles on it. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, nice. that, that's why Chad's my brother from another mother. Right there, buddy. He's just got whiskey <laughs> bottles on his desk. <laughs> uh,
0: you see what Alex said?
1: Yeah. He could. I, I guarantee you he could. He could for sure. But he doesn't. You know, Alex.
0: Alex pretends to not be Team Taylor, but I think Alex, Alex, Alex is Team Taylor. Just saying. How,
1: how does, um Brantley is his name. How, how you know, I noticed in uh, Sean and and um, Dan Dan brain fart stroke number. one. That was my first stroke of the podcast. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> We're like a couple hours deep, and I'm this is my first stroke. Um, but they have like custom icons they do in their live streams, and then people can like put like Team Dan, Team Sean, and there's like different. It's not just for Team Dan and Team Sean, but like. There's, like, little icons, they custom ones they put in the live stream and people post and stuff. I don't know how to do that.
0: That's through, like, YouTube memberships, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's, like, when people donate and they subscribe for $5 a month or something, it's like Patreon but through YouTube. Oh,
1: okay. Well, once yeah, we yeah. get the channel all set up, maybe we'll do that. Because it's fun, man. You see in their their stream, people are bombing all kinds of weird fucking graphics, man. It's weird shit that's in there. They've got some funny little emoji-type things that are, are pretty, pretty good. Um,
0: we will we will definitely have a taint fan one when we. Uh, That's what
1: I, dude. How would you even get an emoji of a taint? Could you have a, a taint? Would YouTube let you load a taint? I mean, would you, you'd have to have a ball sack, right? Like, no,
0: you don't. You don't have a have to have a taint. You just have to have a fan that is the taint fan.
1: Oh, okay, I got you. You can just have a fan. Okay, because oh, I'm th- what a boomer. Well, I'm thinking you would have a fan blowing on a taint as the taint fan, but I mean, you know, that might be a lot to fit in an emoji. You're probably right. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Okay, so let's let's uh, reel it back a little bit from the, the weeds that we inevitably get into with Jeremy here. Um, I want to ask, what was your first truck ever?
1: Okay. Now, this is going to get us back into a topic of...
0: What is and isn't a truck? Was a Model T a truck? I don't know, Jeremy. I well, genuinely don't know. Well, the reason I'm saying
1: <laughs> is my first, like, three cars were Jeeps, right? I had a... Uh, old, I had the first thing I had was a CJ seven. I had like a 1980, it was 83 or 84 CJ seven. Uh, then I had a YJ. And then I had a more current model Jeep. I don't remember. They started calling them at that point. It was a Safari. Um, but I had several Jeeps. The first actual truck truck that I had, like pickup bed and stuff was strangely enough, a Nissan Titan. One of the first, one of the first years they came out of the Nissan Titan. Uh, that truck hauled so much ass. It was so fast. I don't know why that truck was so fast, but it was. It was just. It was a cool truck. I really liked it. Um, I thought you
0: were saying that you had a lot of ass in the bed of the truck, and it <laughs> hauled that ass. Well, I mean,
1: now nah, I was I was actually out of that phase at that point. Oh, okay. That, that was, that was yeah. more when I had the jeeps that, that there was a lot of ass getting hauled around. Um, and then I had uh, I've had two Chevy F or F, Chevy F one fifties. Chevy Silverados. I had two S- Silverados.
0: So my very first vehicle, I bought it when I was 15, actually, before I could drive because um, I wanted it when I got my permit. But I got a Ford Ranger, 1994, I believe. Have, have you seen it was the- the most? It was the most gimped Ford Ranger ever because it was a short bed, sidestep, like single cab, like not no access cab or anything, like the tiniest. little. It was basically a car. Because I think the I don't know what the actual um, the really
1: old the really old Ford Rangers were small man they they were dude built. I was as
0: tall as the truck yeah it was like no longer than a normal sedan like it was the tiniest thing and it had a camper shell like it was just such a weird configuration but I loved the shit out of that truck
1: have you loved seen it. have you seen the reels like you know how reels come up and they like you know reels on Instagram it's kind of yep. like TikTok but it's reels. And it's like the thing was like Ford fucking Ranger, yeah, bitch, Ranger. It's like this this redneck guy like talking about you haven't seen those yet, ah, oh, dude. It's no, so funny. it's always no, people taking it's always people taking Ford Rangers through like ridiculous shit that they probably shouldn't be taking a Ranger through, and he's like, yeah, bitch, that's a motherfucking Ford Ranger. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, I
0: wonder if it stems from Whistlin Diesel because several months ago he did a video. So if you're not familiar with Whistlin Diesel or Cody, what he does is he takes these vehicles that are, I guess, cult classics or ones that people are just diehard fans of the Ford Ranger is One, they're like, my Ranger can do that. Or the Jeep is another Wrangler. They're like, the Wrangler can handle anything you throw it at. So right. Cody will go and buy one. That's like mint. And within like five minutes, he destroys the fuck out of it. There's a clip where he's in a Ford Ranger and he's driving over these hills and stuff. And he comes down a hill and he hits this mud bog at, like, 35, 40 miles an hour and just comes to a dead fucking stop. Pops <laughs> the airbags and, like, <laughs> the camera guy goes around the side of the truck and he's laying on the ground like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you drove a truck into a mud bog at 40 miles an hour like a ranger, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: dude. It's so funny, though. I wish I could find one of my reels, but it's like this guy, and he's in the back. And they always play the audio of him saying it over, like, a guy in a Ford Ranger doing crazy shit. And it's funny because he's got, like, a very redneck sound to him. he's like, Goddamn, Ford Ranger. Take a Ford Ranger to do anything. Goddamn, Ford Ranger could do that shit. (laughs) It's so funny. And it's always, like, a Ranger going through, like, a river. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like something you should not be taking a Ford Ranger through. Floating down Yeah, river. like it's just crazy shit. It's funny as hell, man. My <laughs> uncle had a Ford Ranger. I used to drive a good bit when I was a teenager. I used to borrow his truck sometimes. They dude, I, really-
0: I loved that thing. I got like 18, truck. 19 miles to the gallon, maybe a little over 20. Um, Dude, I, I loved that thing. But, I mean, truly, if you're thinking about in terms of truck, it's barely a truck.
1: It's barely a truck. There's a lot of those barely trucks, man. That Honda thing is barely a truck. Um, any of the like super small. Trucks? Okay,
0: so to clarify, the Ford Ranger was barely a truck because it was so small.
1: Right. And that's not the, to be an insult. A to Honda
0: Ridgeline just- is barely a truck because it's basically a Honda Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, let's clarify there. And what were
1: the little Nissans that were so popular for so long?
0: Oh, it was just a Nissan truck. My dad had one till yeah recently in fact i got i have to spend a second trying to find this thing so it was just a, a square body or hard body nissan truck i don't think they had i think it was just a nissan pickup kind of like the the pre tacoma was just a toyota pickup
1: it was very boxy and angular yeah right?
0: so um let me show you there was about
1: a billion of them
0: yeah let I me mean, show you my dad's because nissan he hard body thing for over 400,000 miles I was about to trip half a million miles, no exaggeration. Um, the frame rusted and it started to, it was starting to go. It was about to break.
1: A lot of people are saying hard body. Maybe it was yeah, that's what I said. Body. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, those, everybody had those. And then for some reason around here, everybody like slammed those things back in the day. Like in like the 90s when I was like, you know, a teenager, everybody used to like, slam those fucking things and put them on like the spoke rims and shit like and they would be like literally an inch off the ground that was like the popular truck just to slam do you do you want to see
0: what my dad did where even is the get it get it get it you ready i don't think you guys are ready for this i really don't think some of the people from the discord have seen this thing before but this is what so my dad drove this thing for almost i mean he bought it new i think or at least like barely used Chad drove for almost half a million miles. Are you ready? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That's Franken truck, dude.
0: <laughs> so the frame rusted on it. So it was almost useless. He needed to, you know, utilize it some way. So he did okay. this by himself without a lift. So what um, he did
1: real quick yet or not to interrupt your story, but you see Donald Shelton's comment. You'll enjoy it just because he's picking on me. 1890s. <laughs> I said back in the 90s when I was a teenager. He says 1890s. What a dick. So uh, I'm sorry. My dad I didn't mean to did interrupt.
0: this by himself in an afternoon. So if I remember exactly how he explained it to me, this was still on its full frame when he did it. The Nissan was, and he built some ramps. He drove the Nissan up onto the frame of a deuce and a half that he had. I shortened. About, he shortened. I was about the to say that that looks
1: like okay. I was about to say because that front tire looks like. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, he sh- yeah he shortened the frame of a deuce and a half, drove the hard body up onto it, and somehow chopped it up and welded the, the frames together, and then created a new drive I lo- train. I
1: love the fact that he cut the bed and you could see the obvious patch panel with the pop rivets where he didn't like he didn't go through any like we don't need any cosmetics to this we're just gonna make it fit and fun well, You know
0: like, this is his quote doodle bug right? he gets, so this is what he just drives around his farm on
1: right and I mean yeah <sighs> just
0: for fun because it's geared stupid low it goes like 20 miles an hour tops you, you can I start, don't even you know can, if I trusted at 20.
1: you could start out in fourth gear yeah <laughs> You're like Arr. you just take your foot off the clutch and work gear and it'll roll. <laughs> All these comments. What the fuck am I looking at? It gets worse the longer I look at it. <laughs> uh, so this is
0: this is what I grew up with, and not to give too much away, but and and <laughs> what the is, meth
1: happened here. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so kind
0: funny. of what you can expect. A little bit of on. The Taylor Martin channel, so not best MEDC, but my side channel. Um, Not this. You're not going to – hell, I might try and do a video on this truck, but um, I want to build the things that my dad talked about when I was a kid, but he never did. Uh, That's part of what I want to do on the channel. One of the things he talked about was restoring a hovercraft. He bought a scat hovercraft when I was maybe 8 or 9 years old, and then it just died. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the the idea died. Not the hovercraft. the the uh, The restore was just way too difficult, so we never did it.
1: I'm sorry. Somebody just made a comment that I did not notice until the comment. They said, "Where the fuck did the rear fender f- wells go?" <laughs> there's no, there's no rear fender wells. It's just straight, but it's up high enough that it doesn't <laughs> matter. I never, I didn't even notice it until somebody made the comment. They're like, "Where the fuck are the rear fender wells?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, so there was body Uh, rust, too, and he chopped the frame and everything. I mean, he just saws all the crap out of it and moved the whole rear end up.
1: That is redneck engineering at its best, my friend. My
0: dad is the definition of redneck engineering. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. uh, This is the hovercraft that I plan to restore.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he bought that when I was a kid. The bags dry rotted, and that was the only thing really technically wrong with it. Now there's some some cracks in the fiberglass, fiberglass that I would have to fix. Um, but you can get a skirt kit for this thing for 500 bucks. He's still got the engine that's been kept in climate-controlled conditions. Like, everything should be fairly simple.
1: Now, explain to me the hovercraft, okay? I get the, the premise behind it. But, like, how fast do they go? And they can go over water also, correct? Like, they yep. can go over land, yep. water, anything. And what's, like, top speed on a hovercraft?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I would say that I've gotten this thing back when it was actually still functional. Maybe, maybe 20. Yeah. So like maybe 30. I don't know that I would want to go much faster than that. I wouldn't want to go 30 on a hovercraft because like when you turn
1: it digs into the, no, it doesn't
0: dig the, the, the fan shifts. So you've got rudders basically that control where the air blows. And that's your whole form of steering. So you're basically just getting a gentle push in the direction you kind of want to go. So if you're going 30 miles an hour straight and it's, you just it's, bank it's, it, it's the thing is going to turn. You're going to be going this way <laughs> and trying to go this way, and it's got to, like, catch up. Yeah. So if you want to turn, you have to turn way early. Like, a like a dog You don't want to go 30 miles an hour <laughs> on a hovercraft unless like you're a, on, like, open water.
1: Like a dog on a hardwood floor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like dog my dog my dog, did that today. My mom came over, and she always gives them treats whenever she comes over. So whenever they she comes over, they get very excited. And Winston, my one dog, he came running through the hallway so fast to get to her that he went to turn the corner to, like, make the – and he just kept going sideways and just banked right into a wall and bounced <laughs> off of it like a pinball. And I was like, you fucking idiot.
0: So this is the bulldozer that I learned to drive when I was a little kid. I was, like, eight. I first well, drove a bulldozer. Bulldozers are fun, but man. To the I like left bobcats. Of bobcats
1: this. are so fun to drive.
0: What? Bobcats oh, yeah, bobcats. So, they're so fun to drive, man. It's but the <laughs> to the left of this is the sawmill my dad built. So he built the house that the land his house is on. Like, he cut down all the timber, built a sawmill, cut all the timber, and built the house. So, but I remember when I was a kid you got to
1: give your dad some props, though, dude. The guy sounds sounds like he can do anything.
0: He can do anything. Like, he's done so much. He's an engineer by trade, and he builds assembly line machines. He designs them, builds them, and puts them into operation. Like, he's really smart. That's awesome. Um, But that sawmill, I remember when I was a kid. So, when he first – this is kind of like an old farm thing – an old truck, you just drive the old truck up into the sawmill, take the body panels off and hook that shit up, and it cuts wood. Like you hook up the the blade uh-huh. to a truck engine and run the sawmill <laughs> off a <the> truck.
1: <laughs> That's crazy, dude. And
0: I remember when I was a kid, it just stopped running. The engine in the truck stopped running. So he backs it out, pulls all this stuff out with a with a forklift, puts another one in, hooks it up, and just keeps going. Like <laughs> you fixed the, the sawmill. With another tr- just drive the truck in and is, hook it up.
1: You know, is it just me or are, were dads, I feel like every, and maybe this is being kind of mean, but I feel like every generation, people get a little more, I don't know what the word, bitch, I, I don't know what the word is, right? Because like your dad sounds like he could do just about anything. My dad was the same way, right? Like he could build anything, he could do anything. He invented a fucking door that they used on trains for, like, 30 years when he worked at the railroad. Like, he was a carman and welded. He was a master welder at one point. You know, like, I feel like older guys, like, could do anything. And I feel like as we go and technology gets more advanced and people get away from doing that kind of stuff, there's less and less guys that can do all the shit that dads used to all be able to do.
0: (laughs) Mr. Martin is American as fuck.
1: Yeah, exact. Is is that? It?
0: Okay, so somebody said get Taylor's dad on the podcast. One that never happened in a million years. Um I I've only recently talked him into potentially trying to start a YouTube channel. And I don't know if it'll work. What really started getting him down that path was me saying I want to restore the hovercraft. And it, I think that kind of jogs some stuff loose and he's like, "Wait, what do you do for a living?" <laughs> Because I mean I've been doing this for eight nine years and he still doesn't know what I do for a living. Um, right now he's finally starting to get it, and uh, I told him I was like, you should try it because you've got these crazy ideas. You just do crazy stuff all the time. And I wanted I told him I said I want to come through here and just have you talk about some of the stuff you've done because it's it's bizarre. He got bored one day, one day, mind you, a day he got bored and built a CNC engraving machine.
1: Right, but see that's like, the kind of shit. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about, though, right? Like, I feel like my dad, your dad, dads of past times, and even me to a certain extent, because I've done a lot of weird shit in my life, and I can build furniture, I can woodwork, I've built houses, I can frame, I can do a lot of this stuff. I feel like that used to be more normal that a lot of guys were like that. And I feel like less and less going forward. He was
0: was raised on a farm, right? Right. And... If something happened to the tractor and they need a, needed a part quickly, you can't rely on somebody to get that to you quickly. Especially right. you know, forty years ago, so they just made it right out of whatever they could, and that's that's what sparked that ingenuity. And now we're just like, I'll just Amazon it; it'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> right. like it's so easy well, to do. But, but, but what's really, really kind of sparked sad. that in me is a three D printer. So I bought right. this 3D printer, and there are some things with this Land Rover that I bought that are broken, and to replace them is like $150, and it's like this tiny little thing, and you're like, uh, let me do some digging. And I start digging, and people are like, just 3D print that shit. It takes 30 minutes. You can put that thing on your truck. Right. Boom. Done. Awesome.
1: Sweet. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, mean, that I makes
0: think... it way simpler than what they were doing. I'm just sure. saying, like, that that... That, that idea of like, hey, I could, I could print this, I could right. make this. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's just kind of sad in a way, man, because I think the days of men being men, and and I'm using that term loosely. I'm not saying <sighs> guys. That, I'm, I'm not saying that guys that aren't into that kind of stuff. <laughs> or <Board> mechanic,
0: <laughs> I. I love you. You are now my favorite person. Uh, yeah, he said, isn't Jeremy saying, the same generation as da- Taylor's dad? Of course, he can make up shit.
1: Yeah, and I'm not. And, and look, I'm not trying to <laughs> to demean guys that aren't into that kind of stuff and saying if you can't do that, you're not a real man. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I just feel like the days of like men being like that is getting more and more rare, and I think it's kind of sad that it we're is, losing.
0: But we have one among us, one of our peers, the old Zach.
2: The,
1: Zach right.
0: Right. He I, is a he is a man of what do they call it? A Renaissance man is I guess, renaissance technically man. what it would right. be today. But he's cut from the same cloth as those people. Um, and there are more, right? There are more that, that are even like Mike Rowe, I think could technically be maybe one of those. I don't know if he would, but definitely Nick Offerman, Adam Savage. Like right. these hardcore people that like if they've got a problem, they solve it. Right. They don't rely on a bunch of other people, and that's that's a reason that I want to get into this second channel because I'm I used to do that, right? And it's been a decade since I've done anything like that, and I hate that fact.
1: And and I I, I grew lately up I've got,
0: with a dad who did this, and he taught me how to do it when I was a kid, and I just kind of like
1: right, let it go. And see, my wife used to give me a hard time. I don't do it as much as I used to because I life's just kind of busy, like you said, right? And I don't have the time to get out in the garage and tinker as much as I used to. But, you know, just like I bought a welder at one point just because I wanted to teach my wel- myself to weld. And my wife is like, why the fuck do you need a welder? I'm like, because I just want to know how to do it. Like, I just want to know that if I ever you can need to weld. weld you can do fucking anything. Right. I was like, I just want to know how to weld. And she's like, but you, you don't need to weld. And I'm like, it's not that I need to. It's that I want to be able to, if, if something broke and I needed to weld, I wanted to be like, I want to be like, you know, I can handle that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know, but I just feel like, I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of a dying. There's still a lot of us out there. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's a bit of a dying, especially in the younger generations. Cause I've tried to get my boys out in the garage to like teach them how to do woodworking and do stuff like that. And man, it squirrel squirrel. I mean, they, no interest. It's so hard to get them interested in doing these things. Uh, where when I was a kid, I loved tinkering around in the garage with my dad. I thought it was the most fun thing ever, just to go out in the garage and just mess around with tools and shit. Right? Yeah,
0: and that's something I want to try to instill in my children. I I don't know how well that's going to work, especially in a world where
1: it, it's, it's hard. Video man. games exist
0: it's, as as you know. That's the thing. Pervasive as they are, but I would love to start this now so I can really just kind of get back into it. And then when my kids are six, seven, eight years old, do with them what my dad did with me, granted, in, like, a, a better way, because right. his his method was, you're doing that wrong, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather, you know, teach them through, like, hey, here's how you do this. Right, right. Um, but that aside, like, I want to be able to provide that to my kids. Be like, hey what do you want to build? And yeah. we build it, you know, Right. just for that's fun. something. Yeah. That's something I want to, to teach them, you know, right. It's not so hard to make things and build things. It's that, that first time. Right. That is so difficult. And it's not really that it's that difficult. It's the fear, the fear of not knowing it's the uncertainty and just not knowing how to approach something. But once you figure that some sort of stuff out the next time around, it's, what it's a he's, million times easier.
1: So, well, and I always, and I don't as much anymore because time, right? Time is, is a factor uh, for me lately. But like, I know back I had an old four-wheeler. Jeremy, back in the day.
0: Jeremy, uh, let me remind you. And this, this may be like, it, I don't know how it totally escapes you, but apparently it does. You have a series on your YouTube channel called man shit.
1: Huh? Yes.
0: yes. This is man shit. And you can do man shit and call it work and knock out two st- like two birds, one stone.
1: It is. but So what I'm I'd,
0: hearing from you are excuses. No,
1: when I did some builds and stuff on my channel, they didn't necessarily do very well, right? And it, they're very hard to film because you're out there trying to do stuff that's taking a lot of your attention and – film and keep shit in focus and not ruin your fucking $3,000 camera with sawdust and all kinds of shit, you know? So there's a lot of moving parts and they didn't do particularly well. Like they did okay, but they don't do as well as some of the other stuff that I do. So it got to be one of those things where I was like, eh, you, you, you know how it is. You, you choose where to invest your time in videos because you're not going to put a whole lot of time into a video that just takes a dump. and doesn't really do well. Um,
0: but <laughs> You say your your builds didn't, don't do well, and somebody said I enjoyed your desk build. We built like the same desk, uh-huh. and you made a video about it. I think a little bit after I made a video about it, and your video. How many views you did your desk build get?
1: I don't even remember. Don't Hundreds remember of
0: thousands, now. maybe even a million. I don't know.
1: No, it definitely didn't get a million for sure. Not no, my desk the, build. I know got all the videos like, on my channel that broke a million.
0: Like eight thousand views. So. Don't tell me that your builds don't get view, get views, but but see like with this this Land Rover I bought, um, uh-huh. I've never built anything up. I've never built an overland rig. I've never done anything like this. I've never lifted a car. I've never put bumpers on a car. I've never done any of that. Oh, dude! I and totally I tricked
1: out. I totally tricked out my Jeep that I had. I put the lifts on it. I did everything myself. It was a lot of fun. And that gets squirrely because you lift a car too much, there's a lot of shit you don't think yeah, about. you get angles wrong and stuff. Yeah, fucking drivetrains are all fucked up, and your 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 shift, even your shift linkage doesn't reach, and it's not right anymore. Your steering linkage isn't right. And you're well, like, oh, I was fuck, reading about this.
0: Like One of the worst things you can do with the Land Rover is fuck with the ABS cable. Like That is mm. the one of the worst things you can do. It's horrible to have to replace... And if you lift it a certain amount, if you like max that thing out when you're off road, like with your your travel, uh-huh. it will it will just destroy that cable, and you've got a really big headache on your hands trying to fix that ABS. Because if your ABS goes out your traction control goes out and something else. I can't remember. It's just, it well, becomes a world of shit.
1: And let's also be honest. Brakes are kind of important. Brakes. Yeah. So like, I'm just one of those things you don't like, want yeah, to I'm go out, throw
0: this lift kit on there. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I wonder what else I need if I do that lift kit. Cause it's easy. Like to just buy that lift kit and want to put it on there. And then you, you know, you've got to start figuring stuff out. You're going to be like, oh, that's well, kind of tight.
1: Body lifts are easy to do. Well, Body lifts are easy. Suspension lifts can get fucking squirrely. And I will say, does that thing have coil suspension or leaf springs? Uh, coil. I'm, I'm, okay, because coils are way more complicated than leaf springs. I had my old Jeep had leaf springs. <coughs> Other than some of the linkages getting weird and having to get some adapters and stuff, when you lift something with leaf springs, it's fucking simple, man. You just jack it up, unbolt everything, put the new leaf springs on, bolt everything back, get some longer shocks, and move on with your day. I mean, it's 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 it. it, it you can do it in an afternoon. It's it's not bad.
0: Well, I fortunately have found a plethora of information about everything to do with this vehicle, which is one of the reasons I chose it because I'm such a noob. But uh, one of the things I came across is this adapter that adds like six inches to your ABS cable. It just plugs yeah. in and plugs in. Well, I'm like
1: that's oh. saving grace. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But there there are so many things for that that. I mean, you can just Google anything wrong with it, and it's such an old vehicle now, and there were so many of them that you're you're eventually going to find a fix for almost anything to do with that vehicle. It may be difficult, but but that's one of the reasons I chose this thing is because it's it's extremely well documented.
1: Two things: one, second, it's cigar, a truck. Second, oh, I thought, podcast. dude, I
0: thought we were going to finish each other's sentences
1: we we are second cigar of the <laughs> podcast little
0: hang on let me let me zoom in
1: oh wait what the fuck happened you were smoking that
0: on friday weren't you
1: one of those no i was doing i was doing a um blind faith this is a gatekeeper another ab cigar really really good cigar the reason i thought about that is ab said he wanted to see a picture of the rover he didn't see it he said he missed the land rover conversation
0: oh. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got a good picture of the Rover.
1: Yeah, show some pictures. Have you shown pictures of it since we've been on here? We talked about it, and you haven't shown any pictures. Let's see some pictures, man. man. see some pictures. This is a great cigar, by the way. Gatekeeper for the win. This is, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, this is an Alec and Bradley. So this is one that Alec and his brother blended, and it's a banger. Alec, did you guys blend? You guys blended the Kensugi, didn't you? That was an Alec and Bradley cigar. That's not an Alec Bradley cigar. That's one you and your brother blended, right? Am I am I remembering that correctly? I think it is.
0: All right, so won't let me share the application with the photos. So I think I have to do this. Oh boy! Can you see it?
1: There we go, dude. That you guys some good photos you sent me. Those night photos were cool.
0: Thanks. I took those last night. The backed
1: uh, up, the backed up shot of that one's better. That one through the trees. I like that shot because you framed it with the trees. Yeah, that's a good shot. I like framing. I like, and I don't know what that building is, but it's a cool building.
0: It's just an old rundown barn.
1: It looks dope. It's like it's like the perfect environment for a, a picture of a, a trucker. So this
0: this is about thirty feet outside my door. Where I currently am in my office.
1: But that's just a cool shot. It's at night. You got the headlights putting some lights. It's just a cool shot. I like it.
0: Yeah. So that's that's
1: the old. Now, see, if you had some balls, you'd have come down this part over here on the right about <laughs> eight feet. You just went over that some bitch. Fuck that little. You went down the easy part. I want to see you coming down these rocks. Is those so ro- it's, those rocks? It's
0: funny because this picture makes that grade seem pretty tame mm-hmm. uh, in person, like, when I stepped out of the, the door, I opened the door. It flew open, and I dropped, like, two feet. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> it's actually pretty steep, but it doesn't look like it at all in this photo or any Dude, of them.
1: Back when I used to do a lot of off road and stuff with my Jeeps and stuff, you're always surprised at how sketchy inclines look. They don't look that sketchy when you're, you look at it, and you're like, oh, I can go up that. And then you go to go up it, and you're like, holy shit, this is steep. I can't even see. You start going over it. And you don't see where you're going. All you see is sky, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you, it's not until you're already committed that you can actually see the slope, and it's kind of sketchy.
0: Oh, uh, Stone said, show him the engine bay. Uh, I don't know if I can. Let me see if I can pull up. Because this thing is 21 years old, but look how clean. I think I can actually pull it up through the messages I sent Stone.
1: It lo- I was looking at those pictures pretty close. Other than a little bit of damage to the bumper and stuff, that thing looks clean as fuck.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised.
1: And I mean, really, all you got to do is just replace that bumper, and I think that's well, the only I, thing. I I'm s-
0: putting metal bumpers on it. So that's what I'm, I'm saying.
1: So who gives a shit, right?
0: Yeah, that, that bumper doesn't matter at all. So let me try this. Yeah, look at that.
1: It looks mint
0: under the hood.
1: Oh, my God, dude. For a 20-year... That car's 20 years old? 20 years
0: old. 21,
1: technically. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's
0: like impressive. Like, my Tacoma was way dirtier than that under the hood, and it was, like, six years old. So, yeah. This thing is uh, really clean, and sure, somebody could have pressure washed the shit out of this thing, but, I mean... I don't know. I've not had any issues out of it so far, other than, like, plastics on the inside have cracked and broken and bumpers are falling off and there's a cracked headlight and tail light. But you take you take something off road and you're going to you're going to mess up some stuff on the the outside. So, I mean,
1: oh, somebody said we need to boot somebody. Somebody being a dick and chat. Somebody being a dick.
0: Somebody said that's called oven cleaner, but I mean, it it's I mean, it could be somebody cleaned it, but I mean, it's so far, I've been driving it all week. I put over 200 miles on it already, and it hasn't thrown any kind of issues whatsoever.
1: I can't tell. I thought somebody said somebody was being a dick in chat. We do not tolerate dickedness in chat. Yeah. somebody's being a somebody's if, being a dick.
0: We will boot you. I think I can uh, view on YouTube. What I have to do is uh, switch over and make we
1: we, we keep the chat friendly. Somebody's being a dick. Watch Don't be a dick. This. this isn't a place to be a dick. Um, if I can. We have a z- zero okay. dick policy. So make mod. Make AB a mod. He loves fucking boot. You can continue to talk, Jeremy, if you need to. I will. I'm just saying, make AB a mod. He loves booting, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey. There
0: we go. Okay. I can't hear anything. Sorry. It's switched tabs.
1: Oh. Uh, I said, if you make Alec a mod, he'll boot the shit out of people. That's his favorite thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I made Chad and Alec and Stone mods. Stone yeah, is okay. uh, one of my Facebook moderators.
1: Mm. Yeah. No dickedness. No dickishness. <laughs> Matt Fury being real quiet all of a sudden. What was Matt Fury saying? Was he being oh, message deleted, message deleted? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about you know. The truck thing, the only problem with modern day trucks, right, is they're so damn expensive. You do, it's you almost have to do what you did, right? And you go out and buy, like, you just tag something. What'd you just tag?
0: Let's just grab my water bottle.
1: <laughs> no, you weren't, motherfucker. I saw you reach over. Don't give me that shit. Um, modern day trucks, the only problem, and look, maybe some people just have a shitload of money. And they'll go buy a fifty or $60,000 truck and then drop it in the mud out in the woods and scratch it all up, and they don't give a shit, right?
0: I mean, okay, <laughs> slow your roll, because that was my plan with the AT4, but I'm not, like, <laughs> loaded.
1: But it's hard to do that, right? Like, you almost have to have, like, your nice truck that you, like, drive around in, use as your daily driver. You maybe go to Home Depot, pick up some shit, whatever. And then you have, like, your fun truck or SUV, whatever, that you take out in the woods and beat the fuck out of it and don't worry about, right?
0: It's a truck. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so, though? So, c- if in a perfect world, I would have bought the AT4 and kept the Tacoma. Right? Right. bought the AT4, kept the Tacoma as an overland rig, and I would have been set. One, Tacomas as overland rigs are kind of overdone because everybody uses the Tacoma because it's just a, a really easy platform. But uh, I I wanted to have that all-in-one vehicle, one that I could daily and at a moment's notice just hit the road and go camping. That's why I bought the AT4. I wasn't planning on, like, taking it on trails, but more so just, like, driving cross-country if I have to. That's why I got the diesel for the Uh excellent fuel economy. Um, And I think it would have been perfect if I hadn't gotten the, the carbon fiber bed,
1: right? I, I remember I it would have been said, great. Yeah. I, I but, remember you said that you, and you didn't realize it after you got it, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Shit. I'm stuck with
0: this pretty damn expensive truck that yeah. doesn't work for what I bought it for at all. This, um, this hair.
1: I would show you this after we get off the podcast, but I figured I'd <laughs> show the people how fucking completely out of control my hair is right now. It's just like, I haven't cut it and God knows how long and it's just it's a fucking I cut the sides and I just leave the top so it's just a hot fucking mess. <laughs> the
0: the good news is with the AT4, my current standing with it I could trade it in and not really come out too bad. Yeah, cuz you got a really good.
1: you got a really good deal on it. So you're in you're in good shape. You're not upside down on it,
0: right? Yeah, I'm not upside down. I could actually sell it and I would make money like overall, but I would get money in pocket if I sold it right now, which is nice. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, I went a year almost after buying that AT4 and then I I finally just got pushed to my limit. The whole reason was I wanted to do this overland vehicle and it didn't work and I had to wait and try and figure stuff out. It didn't work. So I started researching vehicles and I I had messaged you and a few other people. And I think, uh, I think everybody was like, what are you? thinking, what are you doing? Because I was wanting to overland a Suzuki Samurai, and they're about this long. Yeah,
1: dude, we talked and about, about that. they're about this tall. I just can't get behind it, dude. It reminds me of that thing your dad built. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... it's like Some
0: people have done it, though. People have overlanded Suzuki Samurais, and they're really cool. The only problem... Uh, the only problem I had with the Samurai... There are two, actually. One is that I can't take my kids so it does have a back seat but i mean barely and if i wanted to put kids in the back there'd be no room for any kind of gear or anything so then you're talking about needing extra storage so you'd have to pull a trailer or something that defeats the purpose Mm -hmm. um as a solo rig like me going somewhere that'd be awesome but once you start building up suzuki samurais and i was going to do a tdi swap so i was going to put a diesel in a Suzuki Samurai, I still may do it just for the hell of it because they're not very expensive. But, all right. but all of that aside, the other problem is once you start getting a Samurai lifted, bigger tires, and everything, they have tiny engines. So you're going down the highway at fifty five redlining. Well, <laughs> you know, like, and you're the the fuel economy is fine, but you're redlining at fifty five, and that thing's like it's just a bad setup.
1: Well, And I have Perfect. to imagine they're, they're a bit They're a tippy.
0: amazing crawlers.
1: They've got to be a bit tippy.
0: Yeah, they're not exactly, they're, they're kind of top heavy. With a Land Rover, they get really tall when you start building them up as Overland rigs, but they're super bottom heavy. Right. So it's okay that it's tall. They're very, very bottom heavy and very balanced despite looking kind of funky. Um, so the reason I ended up going with a Land Rover is affordability. I mean, I paid $4,000 for that thing and it, it, I think I got a good deal. I think, I mean, verdict's still out, but I think I did. I can buy brackets and put car seats in it. If I wanted to go camping with the family, which is a possibility. Like that's a possibility in that vehicle. Absolutely would not be with us with a samurai.
1: No. Um, no.
0: the fuel economy is, <laughs> is garbage. On that thing, I'm yes. getting about 12 right now, 12 miles to the gallon, with no gear, no nothing. It's just driving around town, I'm getting 12 miles to the gallon. I
1: mean, they're heavy, bro. It's they're very gallon. heavy, and it does sound once you,
0: really good starting up, though. Once that you start, V8. Once you Ooh. start
1: loading that thing down, man, it's going to be real heavy. You know, you start. So
0: there's a YouTube channel, Dirt Lifestyle, who has a uh, Land Rover Discovery 2 Overland build. With all of his gear on the highway, he's still getting 16. So that's good. I don't know if I need to try to do some optimizations and improve the fuel economy or what, but, I mean, his is at least doing good. I I hope mine can do better hey, on babe. the highway.
1: Hey, baby, you know the old redneck saying, there ain't no replacement for displacement, okay? <laughs> Come <laughs> <That's> on. <true. laughs> there isn't, it, man. It's true, man. I love a V8. Love it. Dude, that By V8
0: the- is so nice. I've never owned a V8. Ba- right? What? So my Tacoma, yeah, my Tacoma was a V6. Oh,
1: dude, I love a V8. I, a V8. I got love rid
0: of the V8. Tacoma. I had a Honda, a four-cylinder Honda. That thing was horrible. And then I got a, a Scion TC. I didn't even know what engine was in that thing. Got a oh, V6 yeah. Tacoma.
1: V8, bro. I had an
0: inline go. six. Uh, Maybe it was, no, it was a flat four. The FRS was a flat four boxster engine then i had uh the v6 tacoma actually came after the, the frs then i have an inline six diesel with the, the at4 and then this thing finally i got a v8 what
1: was that commercial back in the day got a hemi you got a hemi you about oh, my God. to find out <laughs> oh, God. dude check out these little bougie uh Scotch glasses that the guys from Scotch Malt sent with the with the last. Uh, you ever seen these kind of glasses for drinking Scotch?
0: No, it's like it looks more like tulip shaped.
1: Yeah, they're very and they got a stem on the bottom, even more so than like a. I, I think these a are blinny. like... glenny. Yeah, I think these are like uh, very scotchy uh, tasting glasses. They're very good for nosing because of how tapered this nose is.
2: Ah uh,
0: yes, here we are.
1: I'm trying some of this Glendronic with this uh, Alec. If you're still in the the chat, I'm sure he's had one of these blind face with Grin- Glendronic because I know he likes Grin- Glendronic. So curious to see if he thinks this Glendronic and this, this um, Gatekeeper is going to go well together. Yeah, it's yeah, dude. How nice is that, right? Did he did did he send you one of these? Were there any of these left?
0: No, I did not get a beard one. The he's got the leaf was, and barrel.
1: We're, we're getting more of these in. If they're not already in, they're coming in soon. But, yeah, but I mean, you can see the difference between a standard Glen and this, right? So, similar volume-wise, but, like, this, the, the the normal Glen Karen has, like, a fatter base. Yep. And then this is a very tulip, it's almost wine glass type. Dim. And this one is even more tapered. It's even smaller uh, on, the, on the, the nose or on the, the top of the glass. And man, you can,
0: I was going to pour something in this, but straight out of the box, it smells kind of funky. So not yeah, you
1: that. might, I don't know if they, they clean that with any kind of agent at the factory it, or whatever. You might want to, you know, give that a little rinse with some water before it you use it. smells like
0: good old summer taint.
1: Ah, summer taint. <laughs> hey, Glenn says, yeah, Glenn Dronic might be a much, little funky with the gatekeeper. Give it a try. I'm about to. We'll see. We'll give her, a, we'll give her a roll. I don't think I've ever had a whiskey and a cigar that I was like, this is horrible, right? There are varying degrees of, like, this is awesome. Uh, actually, there's a um, a leaf and barrel that I'm dropping tomorrow. It'll be out tomorrow. See, dude, that's the thing about a Glen, dude, is it's, it's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're actually made of crystal, right? So they give you that ting, ting. You don't get that out of any other kind of glass. Or any other kind of like you know just standard like the bourbon trail glasses, they do not do that right. Only Glens do. This has like this has, this has stuff in it that almost does. It's too thick to ring, dude. That thing's thick as fuck.
0: <laughs> this is, it hurts my finger.
1: But uh, yeah, but I've never had a bad whiskey cigar pairing. I've never had one that I was like, oh, oh. But anyway, what I was saying, the, the leaf and barrel is dropping tomorrow. A little spoiler alert, and Taylor, if you can get it, I think I told you this. Get, please get, some Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Yep. And then get a Steve Saka Sin Compromiso and have those together. I'm telling you, bro, that's one of my favorite pairings I've probably had lately. It's it's up there with my favorite pairings. It's They're delicious together. you hear that?
0: I hear you swishing.
1: Dude, that Glendronik. That shit is so good. I mean, it is a high level of goodness in that glass. Let's see what's going on with the gatekeeper. You need to get your shit so you can smoke some cigars on this, man.
0: Well, I am on an exterior wall, and I have a drop ceiling, and We were looking, and there may be some way for me to vent. So, we'll see. Alec? I just, the problem is I'm in a month-to-month lease in here, and I don't know how long I'll be here.
1: I don't know, Alec. That's pretty nice, actually. That's pretty, oh, look, somebody said that the uh, toasted barrel on the Kintsugi was beyond phenomenal. Man, that toasted barrel, I feel like, and that's why I say you really need to get a bottle I feel like that whiskey is going to really do very nice with a lot of cigars. Like, it's just a good, fucking sweet, nice. Okay,
0: so send me a bottle.
1: I wish I could, man. I can't get it. I can't get it. You you can't get it. How am I going to get it? I I don't know. Maybe you could have some. Uh, Ken Martin, uh, one of my Patreons, good man. I don't know if he's in the chat tonight. uh, He uh, sent me that bottle, and I I think he told me he's going to try to get another case. Um, and if he does, uh, I'll see if he can uh, squirrel away a couple bottles for us. All right, I'm looking at
0: Reserve Bar, but I've already spent too much on whiskey lately. It's
1: so. not an expensive bottle. Well, I say it's not an expensive bottle. MSRP is fifty bucks, but if what happens to a lot of them is if it's not available, the price skyrockets because of availability. Um,
0: okay, so it's not on Reserve Bar.
1: Oh. Alex says, I can get it to be here in two weeks. I can, what, no. He says, I I can get it, and I'll be near you in two weeks. Oh, there you go. He said he's going to be up by you in two weeks. Alec can get you a bottle and give it to you when he's up there.
0: Well, I would appreciate that, Alec, very much.
1: Dude, it's delicious. Alec, have you had it? Have you tried it, Alec? What's your thoughts on it? I think it's fucking delicious. I love it. And like I said, I feel like it went really, really well with that, um, Sin Compromiso, but I do feel like it would be one of those whiskeys that would go really well with a lot of cigars. Glendronic 15 is 100 by me, though. No, not Glendronic, Alec. Um, uh, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, bud. He can get Glendronic up by him, I would assume. That's not usually too hard to find. I'm talking about the uh, Toasted Barrel, Elijah Craig. I have had both, but not together. Oh, okay. What did, uh, of, what, what, did th- what did you think? I need you to read this. What did you What did you think about the toasted barrel, though? Uh, Taylor, you would get that bottle from Jeremy. Like you got all your leaf and barrel stuff. Hey, he did get all his leaf and barrel stuff right there. See,
0: <laughs> like six months late.
1: <laughs> I d-
2: dude,
0: see, In I mind, felt bad for for like the first few times. I'm like, Hey, are you actually going to send this stuff? I felt kind of bad, and then it turned into a thing where it's like. Nah, I'm never going to get this. I'm just going to give him shit until I do. Well,
1: well, here's the thing. I don't have any of it, right? It's, it's all with Chad, and I'm not saying Chad didn't do. Which makes do, it you, kind of
0: worse, because you just have to be like, hey.
1: <laughs> but I, I thought I did. Maybe I did I'm not blaming Chad, because Chad is. Let me tell you something.
0: No, Chad's got his shit together. Don't blame Chad. Don't bring no, 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 Chad that, into this. No, 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 Chad no, 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 no. is on point.
1: No, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming it on Chad. <laughs> Chad makes Amazon look like they ship slow. Okay, let's just get that square. Uh, I love toasted barrel. Yeah, those disappeared by me quickly, but it's not going. It's uh, but it's going to be a yearly release. Yeah, it's supposed to be part of their normal collection now, so it's supposed to be you know out every year. But yeah, I, I couldn't even find a bottle up here. Like I said, Ken Martin sent me a bottle. It was it was impossible for me to get here, but it's fucking delicious. It's All so right,
0: good, Jeremy. Let's uh, let's start fielding questions. I mean, we've been kind of reading qu- yeah, comments. Yeah this whole time, but let's all right, chat, 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 send us some actual questions, some good questions. I saw a question a long time ago, uh, way, 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 way back, way further than I can scroll back. Uh, I don't know who it was from, but the question that I recall was, did you work for everything or were you handed everything?
1: I think that was the guy that was being a dick and then they booted him. They were
0: probably just to answer the question. I've worked, Multiple jobs, like before I started working for myself, I worked multiple jobs since I was 15. Like When I was 15, I got my first job. Actually, the day I turned 16, I got my first job. And after working that first job, I had multiple jobs until I quit CNET a few years ago and started working for myself. In fact, one of the stipulations of working contract for CNET is that you have other jobs to prove that you're not an employee and you're a contractor. So I was required to keep my status with CNET. I was required to have multiple jobs. So, yeah, I've worked I've worked for everything. I've averaged probably 80 hours a week since I was, I don't know, 20.
1: And to mirror what Taylor said, I got my first job when I was 14 doing landscaping just in the neighborhood we lived in. There was a landscape company that was doing stuff. And I asked him if I could get paid under the table just to help him like lay sod and do like just menial stuff just to put a little money in my pocket. And I've had a job since I was 14 of some nature. Uh, Obviously, when I was that young, it was part time. I was in school and stuff. But I had some kind of job made my own money because even though my dad did good for himself and made a good income and could have given me stuff, he was a very big advocate of like, earn your own shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, he never he never gave me anything. And don't get me wrong, I didn't want for anything. Like I said, he made a good living. We had a nice house and all that stuff. But he was a big advocate of if you want stuff, work for it, save up for it, and get it for yourself because you'll appreciate it more if you bought it rather than it just being handed to you. Mm -hmm. So, no, I have not been handed anything my entire life. I've worked for everything I've ever had.
0: Yep. Except for that 38-year scotch that you have on your shelf.
1: I still worked for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to give you some shit. No, I Um,
0: uh where was it taylor what band were you in well Uh, i was in two bands when i was in high school you were in a band
1: how did i not know this about you
0: first band i was 14 it was a hardcore band we were playing bars i was 14 it's like 2 a.m and i'm at a bar on a friday night you know what did you play bass uh no i did vocals my guy oh
1: i thought i remember i thought didn't you I played play? bass, but... Oh, okay, I thought you said you played bass. I thought I remembered you saying
0: that. So at the time, my best friend went behind my back and started a band because I was playing bass and I wasn't very good, so he didn't want me to know about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I rolled up to his house, found out they were having practice, and they didn't have a vocalist, and I'm like, I can do that shit. Give me mm-hmm. the mic. And we just rolled with it. And uh, I, I won't be very cocky about many things ever. I'm just not... I was a good vocalist.
1: You got a good voice. No shit. You can. You can. Not you can hold singing.
0: It. Like I can't sing for shit. But screaming.
1: Oh, that's right. Cookie Monster music. We talked about this. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bree bree. Like crazy hardcore shit back from two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. I was good at that. Um, couldn't do it today if I wanted to. But yeah, I was good for a while. Then after that band, I was in a band that was called Sienna, which you you might if you really really know how to dig you might be able to find some of that music um the other band was called forever in despair and they were signed and were actually being pressed into vinyl i was talking about that um that's right dude we were. were talking
1: about that on friday yeah we were we're right it's coming back it's coming back i got old man brain you got to remember i forget shit quickly
0: <laughs> yeah so the other band i was like 18 in that one and it was forever in despair uh that band was assigned to a label there was another vocalist for all the recordings so any of the recordings you find online are not of me, but my old bandmate and really close friend Chad has all the recordings, and he has the recording of our last show, which I was on, um, and that one is actually being pressed into vinyl. The album that they had, and then the reverse side is going to be the the recording of the live show for the last show. So I will actually be pressed into vinyl. Whenever that's out. I don't know when that's coming out, but I will get a copy, which is kind of cool. I'm pretty excited about it.
1: That is pretty cool. Um, Somebody says, uh, Johnny B says, any interest in Canadian whiskey? And not speaking of Crown Royal. Uh, You know, man, I've I've said this before on different videos and stuff, and I love my people up in Canada. Pete's a Canadian. Canadian guys kill it. Paul Stulak is a Canadian guy that blends cigars I'm working with. There's a lot of, A lot of good Canadians. So I'm prefacing that. This is the compliment sandwich, right? If you're not familiar with that, that's where you compliment somebody when you're about to say some bullshit that you don't want to hurt their feelings. (laughs) I have not found any Canadian whiskey I like. Now, that being said, the backside of the compliment sandwich, which is compliment, insult, compliment, I've heard that there's a lot of good Canadian whiskey in Canada that they just don't ship this side of the border. They keep a lot of it in Canada. So maybe that's the case. I just haven't had any good Canadian whiskey. But so, is, not...
0: so is that what they do with Irish whiskey too? Or I, I feel the
1: same way about Irish whiskey. I, I, I have not, and I'm not downing people who enjoy Canadian or Irish whiskey. I have not personally found a Canadian or an Irish whiskey that I particularly care for. Same. However, people keep telling me to try um, red breast cask strength. They say the red breast cask strength is really, really good, and I should try it. About a hundred dollars a bottle, and I just haven't been able to pull the trigger, trigger on I've it yet. It's,
0: really struggle to spend a hundred dollars on a on bottle a bottle that might suck.
1: I'm like, Everything <laughs> that, else in this category
0: has been uh, very meh,
1: right? And that's <laughs> and that's where I've been with it. Every time I see it in the store, I'm like, I should get it because everybody keeps telling me. But I'm like, but then if it sucks, there's this other hundred dollar bottle that I know is going to be good, <laughs> you know. So anyway, so when, that's
2: when
0: I'm spending a hundred dollars, I'm looking at Lagavulin sixteen. Every single time.
1: (coughs) Somebody else had asked uh, what products we have dropping, so we should get to that at some point.
0: We will at the end. Um, Stone Alexander says, on trucks, TRD Sport or TRD Off-Road? So, this is the thing I hate about the TRD. I like the appearance of the TRD Sport more than the Off-Road, but the suspension and everything else on the Off-Road is better than than on the Sport. So, TRD Off-Road, but still that hood and some of the aesthetics of the Sport. Like, the plastic fairings or, or technically the, the fender flares on the Off-Road look a little extra. So, give me the aesthetics of TRD Sport with the performance of TRD Off-Road.
1: There you go. I'm a little, uh, eh, on either. Those are Toyota products, correct? Yes. Yeah.
0: I- also, just give me a... Fucking diesel Toyota Tacoma, and I will be the happiest man ever.
1: I don't think they do that, do they? They don't. Is it, is you there can ever get been a diesel, diesel and a t-
0: swap. You can pay. So they make, Toyota makes a diesel engine.
1: Oh, do they? I didn't. And know it's very
0: do. good, and it will fit in the Tacoma. But they don't put it in the Tacoma, not even overseas. or like the Hilux. I don't think the Hilux. There may be a diesel Hilux. I don't know. I don't, don't want to claim that there's not. But there's a company in the U.S. that will do that diesel swap for you. The diesel engine will set you back about $15,000. That's just for the engine. The labor will set you back about $15,000. So you're buying a $45,000 truck and doing a $30,000 engine swap for what is still a Tacoma. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I, uh, see,
0: that's, man, that- That's $75,000 for those of you who are keeping track. For a Tacoma, Yeah. Toyota should just offer it as like a $3,000 option and they won't do it. I don't know why because that would solve all of the problems with the Tacoma. You would get probably a higher tow rating. You would probably get better You would get better fuel economy. You would get the beauty that is a diesel engine. Like that's what everybody wants in a Tacoma, especially for like off-roading and overlanding and stuff. You better torque everything. They won't Dude. fucking do it.
1: Can I just say your boy, Alexand- uh, Stone Alexander, <laughs> some guy said something that seems a little off, and he said, are we going to have a problem? And then the guy said, do you want a problem? And then boot. <laughs> it was, he Handling shit, son, handling shit. I told you, man, be nice in the chat, folks. It's it's always easier. I, you know, I go by, I tell my kids this all the time. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. There's two rules of thumb you live by in life. It's always easier not to, right? Don't put your tongue on it. If you follow those two things, you'll be all right. It's easier not to start shit in the chat. Just don't be a dick. It's easier. It's always easier not to.
0: Kyle S., if you were going to buy one last whiskey tomorrow, what would it be?
1: one la- like the world's ending and I have to buy a whiskey is price a pro issue here or just anything like anything. anything. Price.
0: Imagine price doesn't matter. That's what Price I'm doesn't
1: matter. <sighs> I don't know, man. There's so many good ones. That's such a tough thing. Any, that's like asking what's my favorite whiskey. And anytime need, everybody asks me that it's like, it depends on my mood, right? Because not for me. Cert- it's easy for me. Log of
0: Lagavulin like 16, my guy. Right. <laughs> Every but time. I, I feel, I've tried i tried like, a ton of whiskeys and a lot of different Islas. I always come back to it. Always.
1: It, it's just so different for me, though, man. Because, like, I love this Old Forrester store pick. I love it. It's so good. But then sometimes I'm in the mood for something like a Woodford Double Oak, which isn't a terribly rare, expensive bottle. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a really good scotch, right? So it's... It's really tough if there was only going to be one.
0: Okay, I will if pose you of, pose a different question, um, really quickly. Josh says, Hilux has a three-cylinder diesel. That's a really weird configuration. But I'm going to pose a different question. Octomor. You can come Sometimes back to I that. want
1: to just be punched in the mouth. I love Octimore, It's great.
0: Okay, so um, I've got I've got a different question for you. Okay, okay. So you answered his with the Octimore. Let's say money is an issue. Uh huh. Okay, so you have to consider uh-huh. the value. But you can only ever buy one whiskey ever again, like one ever for the rest of your life. What is it? But money's an issue.
1: If money's an issue, and, and you're trying to get because this is inexpensive. This bottle was like under, I think, forty dollars. I think mm-hmm. it wasn't expensive. It was, you know, if, if you're talking budget, either that or even though now I, I don't, I think distribution is going to be an issue because it was bought by Sazerac, so they're probably going to fuck it up, but. Uh, early times bottle and bond. Bang for the buck. I think that's like the best bottle you can buy. I still say that. Although, like I said, now Sazerac bought it. It could be totally fucked. Never but, had it
0: because um, it's not available to me.
1: Yeah, it wasn't to me either. I had to have it shipped to me. Um, but it's it was, I think, $24 for a liter, wow. right? <laughs> wow. Right. And it's fucking delicious, right? So we're so, talking I mean, if,
0: money an issue. This is my pick. I bet you can guess it. Can you guess it?
1: Well, is it mo- if money, probably the th- only thing I can think of lately that you've really said that sh- that's inexpensive that you really like is you've been a big fan of the Elijah Craig lately.
0: Small batch, dude. Yeah, dude. Do it, just t- do it. Buy a bottle Bro, already. If you I'm haven't bought you, a bottle of Elijah Craig Small Batch,
1: do it. I'm telling you, if you like that, you're going to fucking love the toasted barrel. Oh, Although you're not a bi- you're not a big fan of really sweet stuff though. It's yeah, really sweet. super sweet kind of gets me a little bit. Like, but it's kind of sweet in the same way that double uh, uh, oaked is, right? Yeah. Um. So it's 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 not like clawingly like syrup sweet, but it's got a nice amount of sweetness.
0: If if money isn't necessarily as much of an issue, it would it would be really truly a toss up between nineteen twenty.
1: Yeah, nineteen twenty is on my list for sure.
0: And and Lagavulin, like yeah. like, I I. <sighs> Okay, so this is going to sound bad coming from the guy who's like a through and through Isla guy. But when I'm at home and I'm smoking a cigar, I typically go for bourbon. It,
1: bourbon goes good with cigars. I mean, scotch does too, but scotch, bourbon? a lot of the time, is just
0: like a little too intense for other things. Like, scotch is something you typically enjoy by itself.
1: Well, it's the kind of scotches you, you drink. Well, Islas. Right? Like, like peat right, bomb Islas, right. yeah. Right. Like, if you're going side Highland, stuff like that, like, those are a lot of times light, nuanced, sometimes sweet. They go really well with cigars. But, yeah, it is – Islas are the things that I have the hardest time pairing with cigars because they're just so fucking aggressive that it's it butts. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So, when I'm – What I do when I'm smoking a cigar and I'm like, eh, this could be better. If I'm drinking a bourbon with it, I'll finish that bourbon – and I'll go grab a scotch, like a, just a like an Ardbeg. And I'm like, okay, now I can just, whatever, this cigar's fine. <laughs> you know, like just <laughs> right? overpower the cigar, grab a scotch, and and it's fine.
1: We had the same question with cigars, right? So, uh, and it was uh, Jay Gunner asked, if you could only buy one cigar, what would it be? And see, and I hate to always like sidestep these, but it's the same thing, right? I smoke so many cigars that it really depends like on my mood, right? Like it depends that Kintsugi, probably the highest I've rated a cigar, right? That cigar is fantastic. And I feel like, and I know you guys are going to say it's because Alex in here. I don't know if he's still in the chat. Yeah, he, he is. Cause chat. I'm going to, uh, I'm going
0: to highlight him next actually.
1: Um, it's a great middle of the road cigar where it's not too strong. It's not too light. It's right down the middle of the road. Right? So that would be a really good option. But then there's sometimes I'm in the mood to get my teeth kicked in a little bit and I want like a, my father or an AJ Fernandez or something that's really got a whole lot of LFD. On it, right. <laughs> um, so right, I still haven't,
0: it, I still haven't smoked that LFD. I'm a little, um, you made me a little gun shy on it.
1: Well, they're, I mean, there's usually a lot of nicotines in those LFDs cause they usually use a lot of, uh, Lajero. but, it, it's um,
0: a like 70 green gauge <laughs> yeah, and it's so like it six and a half inches long. It's a big ass cigar.
1: So it depends. I would say right now, and it also changes monthly because I'm always trying new cigars and then I like new stuff, but I would probably say either the Kintsugi or right now I've really got a hard on for the, uh, a couple of the Placencia blends like the Alma Fuerta and the Alta Alma Del Fuego. Both of those are really, really good cigars. So I think some of those would be, or that damn Sin Compromiso, man. Those are right now. Some of my favorite cigars for Uh, me. It's League uh, number, number nine. nine. Liga number, Liga nine. number yeah.
0: nine. Yeah. It would, it would 100%. Because it just don't smell like aromatics alone. Mm-hmm. Like if I open my humidor and I smell each cigar, I would pick the Liga number nine. Mm-hmm. And that, that follows through with smoking it. It just does. Uh, but AB, Alex says, Taylor, I'd be curious if in a year you're talking about the same bottles, palettes, and preferences change a lot. No, they absolutely do. Um, bourbon for me has, I've gone through like a roller coaster of bourbon since I met Jeremy, but scotch, I've stayed pretty true on because I've been drinking these for probably about three or four years now.
1: He really has, dude. He has been a, I have tried hard to find something for him that to butt up against Lagavulin. And even though he likes a lot of them, he's like, no, it's good, but it's still not as good as Lagavulin. I choose (laughs) it
0: every time. Like there are days when I'm like, I want an art bag over. The Log of but every time my favorite is always Log of 16. I think it's extremely balanced, which is what I really like. It's got that heavy peat smoke, but it's not—it's not necessarily a peat
1: bomb like Ardbeg. It's also got some sweetness underneath of it too. Yeah, like it's, it, it's of, got yeah. a little bit
0: of everything, and I think that's what I love about it. It's not like too much in one direction,
1: right? Um. Well, you know, and it's funny. I just thought of this in my head because as you were talking, I'm looking behind me at these bottles, and I'm like, you know, people ask me this a lot about cigars and and whiskey, and I always feel like I'm sidestepping the question. But it's kind of like when people ask you about a favorite knife, and you're like, man, it's so tough because I have so many knives that I go through on a regular basis that it's tough for me to narrow down just one. And I feel like I'm that way with whiskey and cigars. I drink so many different whiskeys and smoke so many different cigars that my opinion changes like fucking weekly. So that, that's <laughs> you know funny what I mean?
0: that you say that too, because I've gone through in the last year, probably like 200 different knives. Right. But now I have narrowed it down to one. I've carried this, I would say 90 to 95% of the time since Thanksgiving.
1: Right. Cause you said it's just like,
0: it's the, the knife. If I had to choose one, hands down, no question. It would be
1: the um, on. Now, see, right now, for me, it's between two. It's it's between my Nkosi, because I really fucking love that knife, and that damn TR3. I love that knife, dude. There's something about that knife that I just really, really like.
0: Uh, Alex said, my bad. I meant bourbon. Yeah, yeah, my taste with bourbon, I think, has changed a whole hell of a lot. Especially, even even with, like, rye. Right? Like, I felt certain ways about certain ryes, and then you mentioned the eucalyptus bomb, with bullet rye, and now I'm like I can't even think about bullet rye without tasting eucalyptus.
1: <laughs> sometimes somebody will put a note, and you're like, "Oh God!" and you can't un you can't forget that they said that. And then every time they you taste it, you taste that thing that yep. they said.
0: That that's 100 the the bullet rye. Like, yep. Even thinking about it, I think I start thinking eucalyptus. Uh, IMac Death says, "But is the love for Lagavulin because of Ron Swanson?"
1: That no, definitely adds a couple of points. It no. adds a couple of points. It adds at least a little bit because I fucking love Ron Swanson. He's like, yeah, and yeah,
0: but ever. no, but that's how I found out about Lagavulin for sure. Wow. Like a hundred percent. I was watching Parks and Rec, and I'm like, okay, he keeps talking about this. You know, I gotta try it, and that's what happened. Is I had you know hundred bucks cash in my pocket. And I'm like, I want to go buy a bottle of Lagavulin, so I did. Open it up, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs>
1: It is a good one. And
0: it's just stuck with me ever since.
1: It is a good one. Alec, real quick, buddy. I'm not going to say it's the best pairing ever, but I really like the Gatekeeper with the glendronic man. I think the sweetness in the Glendronic is is doing some nice things with the Gatekeeper. Uh, You know, it's not perfect, you're right. It's not a perfect pairing, but I I like it, man. It's pretty good. Uh,
0: Perry McKinney, if you weren't doing YouTube, what would you be doing? I don't say y'all. Sorry. I'm from the South. I'm from, like... Mountains, backwoods of North Carolina, I still don't say y'all. Sorry.
1: I say y'all all the time.
0: I don't say it. I say you all. What? How, you, how are you going? No, oh,
1: you all? See, that's just too much to say. You all? Like, y'all.
0: What would you be doing if you were doing YouTube?
1: Shit, man. I don't know. Probably being miserable. Uh, because, you know, I had a 9 to 5 job that I fucking hated before I started doing YouTube. Um, and my whole life, I had my, well, not my whole life, my whole adult life after I had, like, a career. I was doing that to pay the bills because it was a nice steady income. Trying to figure out a way to get out of it because I fucking hated it. Um, so I I don't know, man. I um, I'd like to think that somehow I would have ended up in this because it just I I kind of feel like this is what I was meant to do. Wow,
0: what is what is this like a Miss America answer?
1: No, I mean I'm not saying <laughs> that. I just I I, I really enjoy I really enjoy doing piece. this. <laughs> No, but I mean, I really enjoy doing this. So, I mean, in my whole life, it's been doing what I had to do to pay the bills and trying to find that thing that I really enjoy doing and also I was able to make a living at. I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing than this, right? Yeah, so Um, Alex
0: and I talk about this a lot. Not a lot. We have over the years talked about it a lot because there were times where it looked like YouTube was not going to be my thing. Right. Many times, actually. Uh, And... And I I had to think about it a lot. Like, what is my plan B? And for a long time, my plan B was wedding videography, which I I would probably shoot my brains. Stressful as
1: fuck. So stressful. I can't (laughs) dealing with brides is the worst thing ever.
0: This is not. This doesn't come from a, a place of selfishness. I hate making videos for other people. I did it for eight years. I didn't like it. I hated almost all of it. And it, and I don't mean, like, for brands and sponsors and stuff like that. I mean, like, when somebody's like, I want you to make this for me. I just, I can't do it. Uh, so if I weren't doing YouTube, I would, like, if I had my way and money weren't really a concern, which isn't really the question, I would probably open my own machine shop and just make shit. But regardless of that, like if I can't afford CNC's and CNC mills and all that, I would probably still be making something.
1: Well, and that would be my only other thing is I never could make a good living at it. But the only other thing that I really enjoyed doing was woodworking, right? Like I would make tables and and do different stuff. And I enjoy doing that. I enjoy making shit, right? Which I know YouTube is not making, it's not working with your hands the way that woodworking is, but making something of some nature would because creating shit, whether it be something tangible, like a a table or a a chair or whatever, or a video, I enjoy the art of creating stuff. Right. So
0: if I were to like, let's say money is an issue and I've got to figure out what I'm doing after YouTube fails or whatever, I would most likely go buy like a plasma cutter and just start making metal signs for people. I think that'd be the Mm -hmm. quickest way for me to like just, turn something new into money and then just go from there and snowball it. There's no way that I think I could ever feasibly go back to work for somebody else. Like if, if I had to, I would, but only for the amount of time that I, it would take for me to come up with something new. Mm -hmm. That's that's Mm -hmm. after you feel the taste of working for yourself. and, And I know it's not for everybody because there are people in my family who are a thousand percent company men and will be happy working for somebody else for the rest of their lives. That's not me. I can't do it.
1: Right. I tried
0: for almost 10 years and I never liked it for a second.
1: Well, and that's why I said like, you're like, somebody said, get a little touchy feely. And you said, that's a fucking, uh, a a pageant answer. But (laughs) when I say that, it's because it's the first time I've ever in my life been satisfied with what I did. Right. It wasn't just a job, right? Like, I enjoyed what I was doing. When I worked at the railroad, it was a job. It was a career All in the fact that it was a... Long day. Right. right. I mean, it was a career <laughs> in the fact that it was a it was a good company and it was a good benefits. And was, so it was a career, but it was a job in the fact that I didn't really have love for it. I just did it because it paid the bills. Right?
0: Yeah. And, and when it comes to something like this, like, I know everybody wants to be a YouTuber. Not everybody. I'm generalizing, but... I'm, very large percentage of people want to be a YouTuber or content creator or something because they perceive it as something that's simple and easy and you can do what you love for a living. But the truth is once you get deep into this and it becomes your day to day, you, the more you do it, the more you begin to realize there are a lot of caveats and you have to be okay with those Mm -hmm. to do this full time. Like today, all I wanted to get done was a video that I shot on Monday all I wanted to get done today and I spent six hours of my day today maybe pretty close to that on the phone yep like trying to figure out stuff with this person and trying to figure out stuff with this person and emailing and like just trying to figure stuff out that Tuesdays has nothing to do with anything anybody's gonna see for months
1: Tuesdays that's my Tuesday every week It's just phone calls and shit that i just always every tuesday i know i'm not gonna get a fucking thing done because i'm on calls and emails and this back end stuff tuesdays back end day.
0: yep and then you oh like that's buying a house bad. becomes difficult taxes become really complicated like so many things become complicated but at the end of the day for me it's worth it for some people it may not be
1: there's a there's a, a good question taylor he says uh You've gone up and down on Big Knife, Little Knife since the time of the channel has started. So it's not really a question. I think it's just more like, so did you settle with Big Knife or Little Knife? Are you a Big Knife guy or a Little Knife guy?
0: Um, I'm back and forth always. Like Stone says, I'm always back and forth. Uh, but if I had to choose one, and you're going to say the, the exact same thing as me, if I had to choose one, it'd be a Big Knife.
1: Big Knife. You can do everything with a, a Big Knife that you can do with a Little Knife, but you can't do everything with a Little Knife you can do with a Big Knife.
0: Yep. When I carry a small Three, knife and I need to like cut an orange or apple in half, I'm like turning it around. Halfway, yeah. Halfway <laughs> you know? through it. Or,
1: or, just or like, these little knives just aren't, they're, they're just not up to the task of certain things just because they're small. Right. Where a big knife, you can usually do all the same shit you can with a little knife plus more.
0: Also, let me just plug it for the ninth time. This podcast, the oom on, if you need to know what the best knife you can buy is, it might, I can't say for, Certain it might be the umnumzon.
1: I think Chris Reeve, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, just buy a Chris Reeve knife somewhere in his lineup. I think you would find something that might be your knife, right? The he um, does num, a good um,
0: job. Nandi umnandi. Um, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> M N A N D I.
1: He 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 names his shit some weird. They're stuff. all
0: South African. Chris Reeve is South African. They're all words from South Africa. Umnumzon means. The boss. I have no idea what Nkosi or Sabenza means. I think I think Sabenza, Sabenza means, means workhorse. Work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't that know what Nkosi work, means.
1: Work or worse horse, workhorse or something. I don't know what Nkosi means either. I think it means, I think I read that one time.
0: Maybe it means weak it, thumb?
1: That's exactly what it was, actually. no. It was, I, <laughs> I want to say it means like supreme or the best or something. It was something to do with, because I think the Nkosi was supposed to be like his... Like upgrade to the Sabenza, like I thought is the way he like designed. Oh, well, it. maybe
0: yeah, Sabenza. I thought you meant the design. Let's let's get real. Don't, don't, yeah. don't step over your bound there,
1: Chief. That's what it means. And Kosi means Chief. Chief. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Great chieftain. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good place to wrap this up. We've been going for three hours. I'm kind of well. tired. Been here bug out for or a long
1: time. Bug out. What? Sorry, it was a quick one. Somebody said bug out or pair of three lightweight. I said bug out. Uh, yeah, if you said pair, if you said normal pair of three, I'd say pair of
0: three. I'd probably go pair of three lightweight. So See, it's yeah, just I'm, a I'm
1: not a big fan of the lightweights. I'm not. Mm, mm. Have you ever handled? I mean, they're fine. Them? They're fine, but I, I don't like the kind of scales that come on them. I don't like those scales. I've had knives with those scales on them before. I don't like them. FRN.
0: You know, G10 and FRN are practically the same thing.
1: What the fuck's GTN? G10. Oh. G10, like G10 and FRN. I don't like G10 either.
0: So FRN and G10 are both fiberglass reinforced nylon. G10 mm-hmm. is milled. FRN is molded. That's the difference.
1: Yeah, I I just, I don't like either one of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got plenty of knives with G10 scales, and they're fine. But, like, I would much prefer titanium or micarta or brass or really anything other than G10 or... um, FRN. FRN. Couldn't remember. I I brain fart.
0: Fiberglass reinforced nylon.
1: Fiberglass reinforced nylon. F Dude, you know, I haven't even carried it. I bought it. And I don't think I've carried it, but like two days, but it came out. I was like, oh, it's cool. And I, I pulled the trigger on it. And then I don't think I've carried it is they came out with that para three, uh, or paramilitary two, two. no, three, two. Oh, fuck. I get them mixed up. The, the Tonto What did they come out? with?
0: Paramilitary two
1: PM two pair two PM two Tonto. Yeah. I bought that. It's a cool knife, but I mean, I haven't carried it. I don't know. It's cause about the same time I got the Chris Reeve knife and stuff, and I was like, oh the Chris Reeve is way
0: better. I, I thought about very strongly thought about getting the umnums on and Tonto. Because most of the knives I have are drop point. But
1: Well, there's a question for you that I'm throwing out there, even though we said we we're gonna wrap it up. What's your favorite blade shape?
0: Uh, drop point.
1: Drop point? It's definitely the most universal, right?
0: Yeah. I, I think in some situations a sheep's foot is more practical. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think I can do most of the things I can with a sheep's foot with a drop point and you get the added benefit of having that little pointy tip.
1: Yeah. You get a little pointy tip. You got a little bit of belly on it. You know, it's good for slicing, yep. getting in there and you can do some detail work. Get your, get your finger on the tip of that knife. If you needed to like skin something with it, you can get in there.
0: So look at, look at this, the old harpoon swedge on the, that's a the good sign for your finger. Look at that.
1: That's how. That's when you're skinning. You get that finger up on the tip, and you get in there. Usually, when you're skinning, you get your finger even further up on the tip, and you get in there. And... Is it my car to just reinforce fiberglass? I don't think so. It's like a. It's like a. It's usually like canvas with some kind of resin
0: in it. Yeah, it's it's resin filled canvas.
1: Yeah. Well, they have canvas, and then they have
0: or or resin filled fabric or. Whatever.
1: Yeah, they have they have different t- types I had of
0: micarta. ramen micarta at one point and I've seen <laughs> Dude, coffee I, micarta, so people are getting oh, kind of creative.
1: What? Dude, can we do whiskey barrel micarta?
0: Mm no, because that would just be wood.
1: <laughs> no, but couldn't you like get like stabilized really wood? Aid? So what
0: what like yeah. uh what Benchmade does, especially with like the crooked river, is they make a stabilized wood and I think they grind it up and then Mold it or mill it or something, they fill it with resin, and so it's a stabilized wood instead of just having wood scales.
1: I don't know, I just think that that would be pretty cool to have like a whiskey barrel, uh, stabilized wood handle. I think that would be pretty cool. Or coffee micarta, it's my second favorite beverage. Coffee carta, I mean, coffee carta or I, I can, Carhartt get, carta. Carhartt carta, that's a fabric, right? Carhartt. Carhartt, carta.
0: Yeah, you buy a Carhartt jacket, cut that shit up and make it my I want some flannel my Actually, I've seen some. It doesn't look good. Never mind. Let's wrap this up. Uh someone asked mm. earlier what drops you have coming
1: out? Oh yeah. Um we got lots coming out, but the, the the most recent ones that are coming soon, day after tomorrow, Friday, we are dropping the uh flasks. Right, so you'll be able to get the um, what Taylor's got in his hand right there. You will be able to get just the glass flask by itself if you are just wanting to rock it naked with the glass flask with the machined brass cap. Or you can get, by the way, that looks sexy as fuck with whiskey in it. Dude, the way the light plays with it when you put whiskey in it, it looks so damn good.
0: I bet it would look even um, better with some truly.
1: Uh, well, Truly's clear, isn't it? So, I mean, you know, bubbles um, and stuff. Uh, bubbles and stuff. What are you fucking Michael Jackson? bubbles? Um, uh, or you can buy with the leather uh, sleeve there that goes on it. Um, that will be dropping Friday. So that is the next thing. Uh, we've got the journals that I'm working on, but we're still in the kind of process of getting all that shit worked out. So that's a little while away. Man card version twos. Oh man. I, I would show you guys the, the early, uh drafts of the artwork that's going to go on the man card version 2s but I don't want to ruin it yet but oh my god they're going to be so fucking dope I don't know when they're going to drop yet they're probably I would say um, at least a month or two out uh before we'll have them cuz we're still finalizing the 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 artwork and getting it all worked out um but they're going to be dope but that's still a couple months out um and uh but the but the, the two things that are closest that are going to be soon is the flask and I think within a week or sooner, we'll have more of the glens in. So that's that's the newest stuff coming up.
0: The only stuff I have coming up are shirt designs. Uh, I think, yeah, that's all I have coming up. I have the truck decals that are they're still on the site, but that's, that's
1: well. For me. And you should say truck decals
0: or metal emblems,
1: tool toolbox. You know, the, the, they can be used for multiple things other than just trucks. You can put them
0: on your Land Rovers because Land Rovers are trucks.
1: Oh, my God. You think <laughs> they're not? They're for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, they're metal emblems that can go on whatever you want, except for your Yeti, apparently. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put one on the back of this thing. Actually, it's curved. I can't do that either. No. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to put it on the bottom of this. Just cover it up that leaf and barrel.
1: We're working on a new uh, bottom stamp for the next round of those whiskey glasses, too. (laughs) He says, Steve Shanahan says, two months, please. I'm broke from the ashtray. Dude, the ashtray was expensive, bro. And I promise we tried to make those ashtrays as cheap as we could for you guys, but they were so fucking expensive to get made. We we had a conversation on this before, so I won't get too deep into it. But fuck, those things were expensive.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out and bearing with us for Mm. the last Mm -mm. several Mm -mm. months.
1: Somebody asked something about your merch that I don't know if you want to talk about it or not.
0: What? I don't know what they asked. About the... Oh, any progress for the flashlight. So... I don't know if you wanted
1: to address that or not. I didn't know if... I thought maybe... We hit a snag.
0: And by snag, I mean... We scrapped it. And went back to square one. So, progress is more of like a regress
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of a it's a
0: process and we have found ourselves looping back to the very beginning so
1: and in taylor's defense the stuff that i've done has all been we had to do it from the ground up but it's you know it's it's things right flasks whatever I mean, he was trying to engineer a fucking flashlight, dude. There's circuitry and circuit boards and power supply. I mean, there's a lot of technical shit that goes in, and it makes it way more difficult to get that kind of stuff done.
0: Yeah, so what happened is, not to go into too much detail, uh, I was trying to do too much in a very small flashlight. Didn't work out. So we're going back to the drawing boards, and we're going to start bigger and go smaller. Uh, not too big, but... We're going to start with my preferred flashlight size, which is what I should have done to begin with. But, yeah, long story short, uh, back to square one. So, yeah.
1: I just thought you should address it because I know there's people probably waiting on that. So I saw that question, and I was like, ah, it's probably a good time just to give the people an update. Give the the people.
0: The people. Well, once again, thank you guys for hanging out and sticking with us for the last several months through all of the Crazy stuff that Jeremy and I have had going on. Um,
1: We love all you motherfuckers.
0: We do. And very, very soon, we're going to finally make this podcast what we truly envisioned it to be uh, from the very start, which is not Jeremy going off into the weeds about.
2: Oh, I'll still go off into the weeds, bitch. You
0: still will, but, you know, (laughs) I I think with a, a guest on the podcast, we might have a little bit more structure.
1: Yeah, just a little we, bit. You know, and like we said, we're gonna Alec, uh, if he's still in here, he is. Um, we're you know thinking of some cool ways to incorporate him onto a podcast, like with the the Puro, pure. Fuck, I can't say that word, but anyway, doing some stuff with Taylor and cigars and stuff with Alec, um, Michael Bluth from Dasa Finamir, Chad from Big Idea. Uh, it's
0: Open Sea Leather, my guy.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry, it is Open Sea Leather, right? Um, yeah, so there are lots of cool guests that have already agreed to come on, and now it's just a matter of getting back into the groove and scheduling all that stuff. The Bourbon Junkies still have to come on, so cool stuff. In the, in, in the- I don't
0: know. I don't know. I heard about some stuff Dan said. It seems like he's more Team Jeremy than Team Taylor, and we really – I don't know if we need that, you know?
1: I mean, that's because me and me and Dan, you know, I mean, I am a heterosexual male, but if I wasn't, Dan would be my boy.
0: He also has talked trash about my whiskey, my my prairie bourbon. From,
1: from I mean, like he, he I mean, he was just straightening you out that you you need to open your horizons with that company because they make some truly great stuff, and that's not the best one of the batch. Liked
0: I, I like that. the him. way you said truly there. Um. Anyway,
1: <laughs> damn it! Every time I say the word, I'm gonna have to start using the word that and start having to say <laughs> really or or accurately. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> even know how to fucking. Guys, we're we're eventually gonna whittle Jeremy
0: down to saying like yes. Uh, No, I'm gonna be just
1: just gonna be grunts. (laughs) Mm. (laughs)
0: You know what? I'll make that into a soundbite too. Look at at that! (laughs) Boom, got it. (laughs) Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, Be sure to follow us everywhere. Everything is linked in the show notes. You can follow Jeremy, myself, our second channels, the whole shebang, and we will be back next Wednesday at eight. E.M. Eastern Daylight Time, not Eastern Standard, because don't forget to roll your clocks forward this weekend and lose. Oh, that's coming! An hour I can't wait, man. Yes, I love this it. weekend. I love it. Which means if you it. want to do a winter EDC update, you got to do it in the next few days, Jeremy. I,
1: I won't be. I won't we either. Talked about this. I won't. I won't get into that thing. My EDC is boring because I'm at home all the time because of Rona. So, you know. Yep.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you. Next week.
1: Love all you bitches, but
2: came from the mud desert on my head. Be howlin' at the moon